everybody. Welcome back to the Game Raiders podcast uh, for our second part of our mega long super talk about the Kingdom Hearts timeline. Uh, I'm Drew, and I've got Sergio, and Emma's back with us again. She made another PowerPoint that we're going to go through. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so last time we talked about all of the games up to, in, in timeline order, Yes. Up to up through uh, three fifty eight days over two. Yeah, I included uh, a recap. <laughs> yeah, so basically that that covers a whole bunch of nonsensical shit. Sergio, yeah. what did you did you remember anything the day after we? Because yeah, what do you? Because it was kind of late and uh, you were kind of out of it. So do you remember anything we talked about? Yes, I remember um, Sora, <laughs> uh, Donald. And Goofy, okay. yeah, yeah, uh, Mickey. Uh-huh. I remember there being a Lilo and Stitch world, which means that canonically speaking, George W. Bush is a character in Kingdom Hearts. Uh, um, yeah, sort of. Yeah. Uh, what else was there? I think at one point, um, we talked about that there was like these. Okay, Heartless. I know those. Uh-huh. And uh, Nobodies. Mm-hmm. And. Um, was there someone called somebodies? Is that a thing? So yeah, yeah. somebodies is like a term referring to a, a completed, completed person. person. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And then um, there's a character that's a bad guy that looks like the good guy. Um, Which one? Uh, Rexus. <laughs> Roxas. Roxas. Yeah. Is that right? He's not really a bad guy. Yeah. He's I mean, he works for. Thirteen. Yeah, there's a I lot remember, of like. Yeah, I remember those the thirteen, type, so. and they all died except for yeah. one. Well, not yeah, all... every okay. So here, here, I'll do the recap real quick because I I made this just as a reminder of the key plot points, uh, moving forward for the second part of the of the presentation that will be important. So remember, yeah. we had Kingdom Hearts Key, so which is much. the mobile game. And there's this character named the Master of Masters, and he put forward these events that led to the Keyblade War. And he had a bunch of apprentices called the Foretellers. And he gave one of his his sixth apprentice, Lushu, uh, his keyblade along with a black box. And no one knows what's in the black box except for those two. And then you had Birth by Sleep, uh, which is a prequel to the first Kingdom Hearts game that takes place 10 years prior. Um, and then you have Ventus, Terra, and Aqua. Ventus is comatose inside Castle Oblivion, though no one knows that. Um, Terra's body was taken over by Xehanort and he lost his memories and mm-hmm. Aqua has been trapped inside the realm of darkness for 10 years because she, sa- she she sacrificed herself to save Terra and then in Kingdom Hearts 1 Sora, Riku, and Kairi their home, the Destiny Islands, was destroyed by this guy named the An- Ansem, the Seeker of Darkness along with the Heartless uh, Sora teamed up with Donald and Goofy to save the world, so he got his Keyblade and stuff like that, uh, but Riku was manipulated by Maleficent, um uh, and, you know, he kind of became, like, a bad guy for a while. Was it the and... Angie and Jolie version? No. 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 As, as you asked last time, as last time no. no. <laughs> um, he eventually got possessed by Ansem, Seeker of Darkness. Um, and Kyrie's heart was stuck inside Sora, so he stabbed himself to free it and became heartless in the process. Uh, he, But, you know, he came back from that, and uh, he saved the world, defeated Ansem. And then Kyrie goes home to the islands. Ricky and Miku... Blech, Rick... <laughs> I almost called them Ricky and Miku. Ricky. 
Ricky the Keyblade Wielder. <laughs> Riku and Mickey are stuck in the Realm of Darkness, uh, and they leave uh, somehow. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe that's their couple name. You know, like, Ricky. Like, that's Ricky. Yeah. And then you got Chain of Memories, where uh, both Sora and Riku end up in Castle Oblivion in different areas, um, and they're like both challenged by different members of Organization 13. And as he goes deeper in the castle, Sora forgets about Kyrie and instead remembers the girl named Naminé, who is manipulating Sora's memories uh, because she's being controlled by the organization. And the organization created a Riku replica, um, but that guy is eventually de- defeated by the real Riku. And then be- between all of them, they uh, defeat all the organization members that are at Castle of Living, except for Axel, who freed Naminé to like help Sora, basically. Um, and Nominate puts Sora to sleep to fix his memories, and then Riku is able to get some control of his darkness. Um, and then we have Days, which is about Roxas, Sora's nobody, who was created when he stabbed himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is taken in by the organization, and he is forced to kill Heartless because he can wield a Keyblade. And um, they want to complete Kingdom Hearts so they can all be whole again. And then uh, there's Shion, who's a new another Keyblade wielder. She joins the organization, and they both confront Axel. Uh, Shion is revealed to be a replica based on Sora's memories of Kyrie, and they both start to siphon Sora's memories and his power. And Shion becomes so powerful that she tries to kill Roxas, so they can both combine with Sora. But Roxas defeats her instead, and they all forget about her. Everyone forgets about her and then Roxas goes after Xemnas and to f- try and free Kingdom Hearts as she said when she died but Riku stops him and defeats him and brings him to Diz who throws him in a computer simulation uh, because they're trying to get Sora back and uh, in order to defeat Roxas Riku had to uh, tap into his darkness which forces him to physically become handsome so that's where we are I tried what to is make the us. crunching noise? What he's is eating. What? He's eating. Is what are you eating? Eminence. Yeah, <laughs> Hold on. It's slow. It's really loud. Your <laughs> mic is picking. Is so powerful. It's so it's so powerful. It is picking up the grinding. It's okay. Um. So that brings yeah. us. That brings us to Kingdom Hearts Two, the highly anticipated sequel, Kingdom Hearts Two, which is you know. Came out in 05, originally on the PS2. I need to get my document. I forgot my document. I'm sorry. You can um, you can start talking if you want to, Drew. So, this was the third game that was made, by the way. Like, it, all of these games are mm-hmm. out of order in terms of, like, yeah. when they officially came out. And Can you hear me? It makes it, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, my mic wasn't on. I was talking this whole time. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, what was the gap in the years between the very first game and Kingdom Hearts 2? So Kingdom Hearts 1 to Kingdom Hearts 2 is... Huh? Yeah, it's... Oh, well, no. No, yeah, it's about, it was like it's four a little years. over a year. It was like three Kingdom, years. Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2? Like Kingdom Hearts 2 releases. came out in like 2002. Oh, like, like, like yeah, development like, time? When, when did they come out? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, three years. Three years. Sorry, I thought you meant like chronologically speaking yeah so chronologically speaking within the timeline of the universe only one year has passed but yeah yeah, between the first and the second game there were like three years of development um so (laughs) so yeah so this game was actually our introduction to roxas like we didn't know anything about who roxas was uh before this game yeah Um, totally normal child roxas 
Yeah, so we start playing the game as this blonde, spiky-haired kid that we've never met before. So and confusing. We, and we don't never... know where Sora is. Oh, um, and, and here's the other thing. is it, it's, Here's some important context that really doesn't matter, but it's interesting to note, is that... So uh, it was... The games came out like kind of in chronological order in terms of the first three. So it was like Kingdom Hearts, then Chain of Memories, then this game. But the problem is, is that so few people played Chain of Memories that like so many people were confused in Kingdom Hearts 2 because yeah. Kingdom Hearts 2 introduces so many concepts and characters that mm. were in Chain of Memories that you need to play that game to understand. So, so many people just thought it was like a spin-off game, but it wasn't. And it was just like, it was it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so so Roxas is living in uh, Twilight Town and he's best friends with these three other knuckleheads, uh, Hainer, Pence, and Olette. And ah, <laughs> Yes. Um, he's and best friends with Mike Pence. He's good friends yeah. with my, my, Mike Pence, yeah. So this just feeds into my theory that George Bush is a playable <laughs> character in Kingdom Hearts. Um, they are uh, one of the, I guess, two gangs. In, they're not really gangs, but they're like, you know, they're groups of friends hanging out in Twilight Town. And they're spending their last week of summer break, and, they, and they've got big plans. They want to go to the beach, you know, they want to find the seven wonders of twilight town you know they're doing all these um you know friendship goals you know hashtag friendship goals um but as you should know from kingdom hearts is that there's only trios no four no foursomes are allowed in kingdom hearts yeah this is kind of breaking the numerical like status quo as it were well i guess not at this point but like yeah Yeah. later on it, it definitely gets more established but um however so during this time Strange things begin happening around town. Um, these creatures uh, start appearing and confronting Roxas. The nobodies. Um, these yeah. are nobodies. We don't know yeah. that yet, but yeah, they that. start. It starts off innocently enough, actually. A nobody steals um, a picture and then ends up stealing the word photo. Um, so nobody can say the word photo. Um, but then things start to escalate quickly. Um, over the course of the uh, over the course of the days, um, eventually, Roxas is confronted by his well, old friend. Well, wait, you have to first realize Roxas one day is just like, oh, what am I gonna do? Whoa, and he whips out a keyblade. Oh yeah, so he whips out the keyblade. He whips out a keyblade. He's having no way. He's having weird dreams about yeah. uh, Sora. Uh, he doesn't know why or where these dreams come from he just knows that you know he just is seeing events that Sora experienced in in the first uh first game well I guess in the first two games technically Mm -hmm. but yeah nobody the the chain of memories cutscenes were very limited obviously since it had only come out on the Game Boy Advance at that point Mm -hmm. um so yeah so um he's he's got the keyblade he doesn't know what it is what it's for he doesn't know anything about his past obviously because again his memories got erased Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and so then eventually his buddy Axel shows up <laughs> and is like, hey dude, remember we were best friends and you should come back and hang out with me? So basically like if some dude had just approached you on the street and is like, oh my god, you and I are best buds and you need to come with me right now. Come get in my van. We're gonna go, we're gonna go home. It's gonna be Okay. I'll take you to Donald and Goofy. <laughs> yeah, like just imagine like that. 
Um, because here's the thing is that I think at this point Axel kind of knows that they're they put him in here because they want to get they want to bring Sora back, and so he's like, "That's my best friend. You can't do that." Yeah. So Axel commits many crimes in this game. (laughs) Yeah. So he he he's like, "All right," and then Roxas is like, "Obviously, he's like, no way, dude. I'm not going with you." So then Axel is like. Well, if you're not going to come with me peacefully, I guess I'm just going to have to well, beat the shit yeah. out of you. Yeah, but he's so also he... he's also being bothered by this guy, Diz, who's like, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here, Axel. And then, like, you know, shenanigans happen. Mm-hmm. And so Roxas just kind of runs away from his problems for a while. But, like, and he's also being bothered by Nomine. Nomine comes in, too, and she's like, it's okay, everything's fine, just... You know? Yeah, she's like she basically ends up revealing most of most of the truths to Roxas, which then Diz later confirms. Yes. Um and, but Roxas and, Nam- and Axel do fight. I just got the whole like there's a there's a pretty cool fight at the end of Roxas's story where they fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how how long is this game? This like game in, term, in terms of like hours of playtime. Th- this specific uh, game is like 40, 40, 40 ish. 40 hours around yeah okay give or take give or take depending on how fast you are how how long do you play in this section at the beginning for like two or three hours on your first playthrough a lot of people bought this game and spent the first three hours going what the f is going on basically yeah well because because there's a lot of extra stuff you can do so uh, you're you know i feel like me and drew when we replay it we obviously kind of try and Speed run. <laughs> Speed run the Roxas sack. You can you can get it done in like an hour and a half to two hours if you're fast. But like if you're playing it for the first time, you're gonna like skateboard around and mm-hmm. Oh, we can skate? Yeah, you well, can yeah, skateboard. There's like Obviously. there's like a section of the prologue yeah. <laughs> where you can do like odd jobs for, yeah. to get money. They don't tell you exactly how much money you need, yeah. which the answer is actually none, essentially. Like you don't really you can just do one job and that's it. But if you don't know that, you're probably going to be spending a lot of time just doing odd jobs for money until you finally go meet your friends at the thing, uh, at the train station, and you realize it doesn't actually fucking matter. So, and, um, But in a way, in a way, like thematically speaking, it does kind of work that you don't know what's going on, because then when you do learn who Roxas really is, it's kind of like a, oh, yeah. like you get kind of sad because basically this kid has had his like memories rewritten to think he's like had this normal life but he's yeah. like a year he's only like a year old and he's got all these people bothering him and yeah roxas has a really uh i mean like obviously we've talked about 358 days over two already and so yeah he's that de- he definitely has a pretty tragic uh backstory but this is also kind of just further like um adding like if it just piles on the shit for Roxas, essentially, you know? Yeah. Um, but basically, yeah, he eventually learns the truth from Nominee and Diz, and and he kind of comes to terms with it and relents and decides to become one with Sora. Yeah, I think he also, like, gets his memories back, right? Like, at the very end. Well, Not he his, doesn't like, get, like, all his memories back. He, he Obviously, he still doesn't remember Shion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously, uh, no one does. But yeah, he... I, I don't remember which scene this is. I think this is the scene where Sora wakes up because I think he looks really funny. 
because he's when he stretches well no because he's like he's like sora basically goes through puberty while he's asleep so you like oh yeah i don't know i just thought this would be a fun scene he's got the short shorts he's got the short shorts so we'll watch this roxas is already gone i think at this point we'll see though is this going to play audio hopefully hopefully um if not you can just narrate it for me uh oh did it go away no. no, it's still on my screen. There we go. I see the PowerPoint. I just don't see go. the video. There right. we go. Slowly but surely. Very professional production that we definitely plan to practice here. I know. For sure. Okay, so I see just a I see just a gray square. <gasps> really? Yeah. Rip. Okay. Now. Well, that doesn't work. Uh, that sucks. That sucks. Yeah. Do you do you see it now? No. I, I still see a black. Or the yeah, box, like I still see the say. PowerPoint, and there's like a black box over the PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. Lame. Well, that sucks because I did bring visual elements. <laughs> oh. Uh, um. Just uh, actually, you should do yourself a favor, Sergio, and just after this, go to YouTube. Just search up uh, like reasons why I can't introduce Kingdom Hearts to my friends. Just watch that video. Yeah. It'll it, it, it'll probably have a bunch of the stuff that. Uh, Emma would have included, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, if I remember correctly, this is just Sora waking up, acting like a total goofball, like, why Why were we asleep? And, like, Donald and Goofy are like, why were we asleep? And uh, then uh, uh, what's-his-face was like, Jiminy Cricket is like, it just says, think nominee! And then, like, they're like, who's nominee? Yeah, because so, they don't remember. So. Yeah, they don't Classic. remember. They um, don't remember anything. But yeah, uh-huh. so again, it's been like a full year. So like, yeah, Sora has grown. Um, yes. I'll, and... ha- I'll have to send you some of these links when we get to Kingdom Hearts 3, just because I did include two that are like kind of important to watch. So we'll just, we I'll can, just send we can, them We can you. try it again. Yeah, we can try it again. It's okay right now. This you is just more like You might have to like, maybe exit out of the PowerPoint and then go to YouTube. Maybe, maybe. Okay, we'll continue. <laughs> um. So yeah, so... As this happens, uh, they so Sora reunites with Donald and Goofy in the mansion. They come out, and they're kind of trying to figure out exactly where they are, what's the situation, what's going on right now. They do end up meeting with uh, Hainer, Pence, and Olette, and kind of finding out from them that they need to go to the train station. Um, which, they're in the real world now, not the simulation. Yeah, this is not the simulation, uh, simulated Twilight Town. But they don't Rockies know who Roxas is. Um... So they get there, and they are attacked by a bunch of nobodies uh, that proved to be a little bit too overwhelming for Sora, Donald, and Goofy, having just come out of their slumber. Uh, and at this point, who should show up but King Mickey in a black coat and sporting a pretty awesome keyblade, and he, like, <laughs> smackaroonies the nobodies. Uh-oh. We lost Drew. No. He probably Rip. got taken over by the snow. <laughs> they got up. It's they got over. Him. Um, it okay, a so oh. is Mickey Mickey Mouse? Does he sound like? Hey, it's me, Mickey yeah. Mouse. Yeah, he he. Everyone has their like normal voice actors, like all them, like, dis, like Mickey Mouse characters. They're all voiced yeah. by their animals. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Back. So, yeah, I did I go away? Yeah, yeah you, you went cut away. out for like half, the, uh, like, two yeah. minutes ago. 
Um, no, I, I remember what scene I need to send you. It's in Kingdom Hearts too. We'll get there. I'll 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 message it to you and you can watch it. So where did it? Where did I drop? What was I um, saying? Mickey. Mickey shows up. Okay, Mickey fights. shows up. He smacks the nobodies around, and then he gives uh, Sora, Donald, and Goofy instructions to board this special train. Uh, to they they don't know where they're gonna go, but he also gives them a money pouch that was uh, actually pilfered off of Roxas mm-hmm. by back a mysterious in the, figure back in the prologue. Um, so Sora and Donald Goofy get on the train because you know Mickey's telling them to do it, and um, they arrive outside of a mysterious tower. Um, that's the icon, that's the image that's on the right side of the screen there. Um, when they walk up to the door, they find, uh, Pete standing outside, like Pete from the... Oh my god. Fucking animated cartoons. Oh my god, is Max in this game, or Roxanne? No, Max and Rox, no, none of the other, like, goof troop or goofy movie characters. What's Pete's son's name? DJ? PJ? Yeah, he's not in this, no. Junior? Um, but Pete is apparently this whole time he has been working with Maleficent. Yeah. Um, he's so he's on the side of evil, but he doesn't have any idea that Maleficent was straight up murdered by Sora in the first game. And like, there's a really kind of funny scene where, uh, like Sora kind of slyly implies that, yeah, he did murder Maleficent. Like, he's like, yeah, we (laughs) might have had something to do with that. And um, and Pete's like, well, what the fuck? And he kind of just, like, fucks off because he doesn't know what the fuck's happening anymore at this point. And he's really just a, an annoyance throughout the game. Like, <laughs> yeah. if it's not someone from Organization 13 bothering you during, like, the game, it's fucking, like, Pete. It's so. Pete, yeah. It's Pete. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Sora and company, they climb the tower, and th- when they get to the top, they find out that the master is none other than Yen Sid, who is, I mean, you'll probably recognize him from Fantasia. Yeah, he's the I, sorcerer, the sorcerer's apprentice. Yeah, right? sorcerer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and his name spelled backwards is indeed Disney. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a funny joke. The joke. Um, the joke. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, and he's also Mickey's teacher in, in this universe as well, uh, not just in yeah. terms of magic training, but also Keyblade training. Yen Sid used to be a keyblade master hmm. um if i had to compare him to somebody i'd say he's kind of like yoda because he's like the the really old wise master so he's not like know. dumbledore kind of yeah he's kind of like a dumbledore yeah. figure a little bit but like a, yeah. a Gandalf. he doesn't really fight anymore that's he doesn't thing. do anything really he just gives yeah. out information and mm-hmm. like sends you on your way so yeah so he, he gets you new clothes <laughs> yeah so he catches everybody up to speed on what's going on um introduces them to the nobodies in organization 13 um and then yeah sora gets new duds from the three good fairies actually from uh sleeping beauty uh flora fauna and Meriwether. they give him they use their magic uh to give him new clothes which also have special abilities uh that, that allow him to turn into different forms uh it's a gameplay thing yeah, it's a gameplay thing. It's cool though. It's really but, fun. This game yeah. is honestly the funnest of the series by mm-hmm. far. So. so, in the original game, when you go to other worlds, would you transform to look like the characters from that world, or was Sometimes. that introduced in this game? Sometimes. Sometimes. So, like in the original game, um, 
it's kind of implied that like the I think it was either a Don. It was Donald's magic. It's Donald's right? magic. Yeah. Donald's magic allows you to conform with the world when it needs you to. So like in the Little Mermaid world, you become a merman. Mm-hmm. Um, and in uh in like a nightmare like uh, Halloween Town, you kind of become mm-hmm. like a Halloweeny looking mm-hmm. hot topic thing. You're like scary. Um, yeah, you look scary. And I don't remember any more in Kingdom Hearts One. There's none in uh-huh. there's none others in Kingdom Hearts One. There's a couple in Kingdom Hearts Two that we can go mm-hmm. over when because uh, some of them are kind of funny. So yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So they yeah, get the gummy yeah. ship back. Um. Mm-hmm. And they go to Hollow Bastion, which is from the from if you remember from the first game was overrun by the Heartless. There's still a bunch of Heartless here, but the Final Fantasy crew, Leon, Yuffie. Uh, Aerith and Sid are kind of working with uh, Merlin to try and combat yeah. that. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> and uh, they've, they, yeah, they devised like a whole um, automated defense system, actually. Yeah. Um, and this is also where uh, Sora and the gang run into the remainder of Organization 13 for the first time. This is who's left. So, yeah, this is, this is everybody who's Freaking, left. Has he got lightsabers? <laughs> Yeah, he has like these like weird lightsabery things. Yeah, I think I think honestly, Kylo Ren could fit right in. Yeah, he would. He would. Um. So yeah. Who's your so your favorite? Who's your favorite? Studio? I would say none of them. None of them. Actually, yeah. I like this guy with the guitar looking thing. Oh, yeah. oh Demix. Yeah, Demix is a fan favorite. I he would is, say he's definitely a fan favorite. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe the Gambit mother. Did you know? Did you know he's voiced by the guy who, or the kid who voiced uh, young Kovu in The Lion King too? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) That's that Um, actor claim to fame. So yeah, so we've got Zimnus, Zigbar, Zaldin, Syax, Axel, Demix, and Luxord. And these guys, they're still trying to do what they were. They've been trying to do this entire time, which is, you know. Uh, create an artificial Kingdom Hearts uh, using yeah. uh, people's hearts to like compile that together. Um, and they're generally just around to mess with Sora and antagonize him like most villains do. Um, so yeah, these yeah. are all the Disney worlds Disney that show worlds. up in it, Kingdom Hearts yeah. 2. It's a, it's actually it's pretty fun. You got Mulan, Mulan Beauty and the okay. Beast, Hercules. They they added uh in this game. So in the original game, you, there was only like the Colosseum. Mm-hmm. That's what they like the Olympus Colosseum or whatever in the first game. And then in this game, they added an area where you like go into the underworld. Okay. Um, and then they added this one is actually kind of interesting. They added an entire world based around Steamboat Willie, and that's what Ooh. this is right here. Um, so that's really cool because all the characters are in their like old style and then Sora kind of looks like Astro Boy or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then you got a Nightmare Before Christmas World this time with Christmas Town. Uh, so he has like a Santa suit in that one. Uh, and then you got Aladdin again. Uh, you got Pirates of the Caribbean World. Uh, and you got the Lion King, which <laughs> has this fun part where Sora turns into a lion and mm-hmm. uh, Goofy turns into a turtle and Donald yeah. to their to a different kind of bird. Why wouldn't uh, they just turn it to like a dog and a duck? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I it's don't fucking, know. Fucking Kingdom Hearts, um, man. Nothing and an- another fun one is, uh, well, fun depending on who you ask. A lot of people hate the Tron world, but there's oh, a world Tron based. Is the best world. There's Tron a world the based best. off the original Tron movie. Mm. Um, 
It gives me a headache because the no, lights it's, are it's really the, bright. It, it's the best world in the game. It is I, really fun. Um, and Tron is like one of your party members. It's pretty interesting. So this um, is not this is not Daft Punk Tron. No. Well, I, well, just put a pin in that because yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, and then you got you got two optional worlds. Which you have uh, the Little Mermaid. That world comes back, but it's like a every time you go there, it's like a sing along kind of it's rhythm like, game. Yeah. And then there's uh, there's also uh, Hundred Acre Wood again. I think that one's still completely optional. The Hundred Acre Wood has kind of always been optional. Mm-hmm. So but... when you go into these worlds, do you replay like a scene from the movie, or do you like is it just like a whole original? adventure adventure within the world of aladdin or whatever it just depends so like so um mulan the mulan world in this game is pretty much follows the movie for the most part um do you play the whole movie or no no so it it kind of the movie kind of is happening in the background and you'll come in during little bits at least with that world um and in a lot of them the movies have already happened so like beauty and the beast uh the movie I don't think the movie's happened yet. I think it's like during the movie, but like an unspecified portion during the movie. Yeah. Um, Hercules, I don't know if the movie's happened or not. I think it has because everyone knows who Hades is. Um, Night Before Christmas, I think the movie's already happened. Aladdin, I think the movie's already happened because uh, Jafar is a genie in this one. Well, okay, uh-huh. so it, it, it's interesting which, because basically Square Enix... They like to just kind of pick and choose what yeah. elements they want to use from the movies to uh-huh. that best fits their needs. Yeah. Um, most of the time, they do try and stick as closely as possible to the movies, and then sometimes they even borrow stuff from like the sequels. So, like Aladdin in this world, so like the first movie or the first game, I should say, was more or less inspired by the first movie. Uh, loosely. Uh, uh, loosely, yeah. Uh, Agrabah in Kingdom Hearts Two is more or less based off of the sequel, Return of Jafar. Gotcha. Um, and same thing with like the Lion King, uh, the first part of the world, because you revisit each of these worlds. Uh, well, with some exceptions, you re- you revisit most of the worlds twice. Yeah. Um, so the first time you visit um, the Pride Lands, it's based off around the first movie, but then the second time you come through, they take some elements from the sequel, um, and kind of incorporate that with like uh, Simba's hesitance and like. Um, like the ghost of Scar kind of like hounding him. That those those kind of elements are sort of inspired from parts of the sequel. So um they kind of just pick and choose. I, I, not not make it up, but yeah, they kind of just pick and choose whatever they now, kind of want from the, the Little Mermaid world is almost exclusive because it's all songs and they're all well, some of them well, no, that's a total lie. <laughs> There's like I think the only one that is even from the original movie that they do is like part of your world and uh uh, uh under the sea because the, yeah. the others are all original songs which are not good but um but it still the, follows the plot of the movie it still follows the plot of the movie you do a rhythm boss battle with giant ursula it's <laughs> fucking weird because yeah. like it's still following the events of kingdom hearts one in which ursula surprise surprised still like fought against everybody and was like trying to take over the world and then and then in kingdom hearts 2 Ariel still somehow is like, oh yeah, I believe this, you know, well, that's uh, kind of how, or whatever will give us, you know, it will give me legs and kind of how it was in the me. show though too, because Ursula was in the show, she just wasn't like, you know, 
Yeah, it's just weird. Yet. And like, in the Lion King world is really weird because uh, you already, Sora already knows Simba because in the first game, Simba's a summon because it's implied that in the first game, Simba's world got destroyed by the Heartless. So he was like a summon that you could use and he helped, he 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 is canonically implied, same with Mushu too. Mushu was a summon yeah. too. So they're both, they both already know them and they're like, you know, oh, this is your world. Like, it's really weird. But, like, because usually they don't canonically, like, well, actually, Square Enix does canonically do that. But a lot of the times, the summons aren't really canon. Um, mm-hmm. But in this game, they are. It just depends on your Final Fantasy game, which direction they take it. Uh, yeah. And the reason I have Maleficent down there is because Maleficent does come back. But, like... No, they're not a threat. She's not a threat. Like she does try to take over Disney Castle. She does. It's it's. It like, doesn't work out. to make Maleficent happen, and it's and, not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now I will say the Disney worlds in this game are a little bit more important. Um. Because, oftentimes, throughout them, you will bump into members of the organization that are trying to further their nefarious plans. Yes. So, like, for example, Demix shows up in Olympus Coliseum and he steals this thing called an Olympus Stone at one point and you have to fight him to get it back. Or you have Zaldin in Beast Castle who is actually trying to turn the Beast into a Heartless by making yeah. him... Really uh, mad. By basically undoing all of the Beast's, like, character development over the yeah. course of, like, the first game in the, in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's actually pretty important some of these yeah yeah they actually did a really good job of like making them like impact the worlds and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um for the most part and like tron's world you you go the first time you go to tron's world uh this actually segues into our next important plot point um you find uh ansem the wise's laboratory underneath uh the castle in hollow bastion and it turns out that ansem the wise was running his software based off of uh a copy of the data from from uh, Tron's world, like from uh, the company was Incom in the original movie. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's implied that Ansem the Wise like copied that data and is now using Tron's world as his operating system. Yeah, so you like go you go into the computer and then the, the computer is Tron, basically the Tron world. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it all it all flows actually really well. <laughs> so. Um, um so yeah so then i think like i added yeah okay so something? the battle oh. of 1000 heartless which is like oh it's like God. midpoint right mm-hmm. like, yeah this um, is like the the halfway point through the game is yeah. essentially and so the, the first battle thing that, for Helm's deep the first first thing that happens is sora fucking just axes demix out because they yeah. sent him to try and go and demix is like the weakest member of the organization so he dies demix doesn't like to fight he doesn't he's, like to fight yeah so it's a little coward. sad you kill the guy who yeah. doesn't want to fight he's okay, like so i won't i won't fight you and sora's like what? bitch i'll cut your head right off i will send you this sergio because i know you want to watch this scene uh because this is what happens okay so yeah. try like unsharing your screen and see if you can share the youtube page versus sharing the powerpoint because i think that was the issue because we still see the powerpoint um but yeah this is actually a very crucial uh part of the game (laughs) because you find out a lot of information very quickly let's see can you see it yes oh there we go yeah Yeah, you can okay so this is the scene i know you want to watch sergio can you hear it Yes. yes. Okay. Right after. Oh. 
Anyone from the organization who'd like to be next? I'm sure. Yeah, we gotta go help our friends out first. Oh, sorry. Then let's go! Aha! There you are! <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, Sora gets like super pissed a lot of the time. Yeah, he gets it's, really it's mad. Crazy. So it's puberty, man. Yeah. You sure have lots of friends to help. He's so, such a staunch I optimist. Both together. I mean, it makes sense. But, yeah. Good. Yeah. Yes, Your, Your Majesty. The audio cut out. Did it? Yeah. Let me try again. Do you Wait. hear it now? No. No. Do you, do, you, do you hear audio? Yeah. Nope. No? Uh, what happened? I don't hear it. It was working oh. earlier. Yeah. That's weird. Anyway. Just uh, show him. Just this. show him. Yeah. The last yeah, part. he's like, they'll pay for this, and then they run off, and then that's that's the scene where Goofy. No, you dies. gotta show him. You gotta gotta show it. Show him doing the thing. Show him doing what? He flings off his coat, and he's like, "Is oh. he jacked?" Oh yeah. <laughs> he's not he jacked. He's just like ready for war. <laughs> they just leave. They leave Goofy's corpse there. Anyway. Oh, cool. I got audio for that last part, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it cuts in and out. The yeah. thing but is, anyway. if, if people start talking, it starts cutting out. Like the oh, first time. Oh. Okay. The first time that uh, it happens, you're like, oh man, that's really sad. And then like on subsequent playthroughs, you just can't help but laugh because it's so, <laughs> it's so it's fucking really, cheesy. Really forced. bizarre. I'm... Yeah. This whole everything you guys have been telling me—it's bizarre. It's bizarre. <laughs> um, anyway, Goofy comes back like five minutes later, and he's fine. Um, yeah, he's he's totally good. It was just he just got knocked out, yeah. and I guess yeah. no one's a medic, so. Even though they anyway. have a cure spell, but you know. Yeah, yeah, just use cure. <laughs> Uh, so what happens after this? Because so, I put that, I put that, you know, Sora basically just like takes down a couple other people from the organization, like Zaldin, gone. So, well, wait, okay. though, because let's before, go so, at the battle. This is where you still have Seth the YouTube page. Up, by the way. I do. Yeah. Okay, let's stop sharing and then share share again i think i know what the problem was too i was only sharing the powerpoint so or yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, I have I have that like because I forgot I forgot when uh you find out the truth about Ansem. So yeah. I just kind of was like, he that's, kills Holden at some point. He's he kills him. He's unimportant largely. So um so yeah, then, so this is when uh Zimnus finally reveals himself and we learn that yes, like the Ansem that we fought in the first game, Ansem Seeker of Darkness, we just thought he was called Ansem at this point. Mm-hmm. He was actually the heartless of this guy called Xehanort. And mm-hmm. the leader of Organization 13, Zemnis, is Xehanort's nobody. So if you couldn't put it together, Sergio, <laughs> this guy became this guy and this and that guy. guy. Yeah. So, By essentially killing scene- himself. This is a scene where they explain that, or Mickey explains that, but we don't need to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. There's not, there's not any good memes that happen in there. No, but, there's uh, no good memes. Well, there is. I wanted to find, hey, fellas, did somebody oh, the door say to the door to darkness? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, what about yeah, Kyrie? So, so, what about well, Kyrie? Well, she went off to Digimon land, and right? So... So before before we move on to Kyrie though, Sora, this is also where Sora learns about the organization's plan, and he's kind of put between a rock and a hard place because he doesn't want to fight the Heartless because it furthers the organization's plans, but then he also can't not fight the Heartless because then the Heartless will just end up taking over all the worlds yeah. and yeah. eating them. So he's kind of, um, you know, yeah, he's faced with a moral dilemma at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so Kyrie, Kyrie was living time, her best life. Yeah, she's just been hanging out on the Destiny Islands, hanging out with Selfie. Girls, uh, girls, girls time. Yeah, just having having girls time. Sip, sip sipping my ties by the beach, you know. Going to school. Going is, to this, school. is this still Hayden Panettiere? Yes. Yes, yes it's still it's Hayden, Hayden Panettiere. And honestly, this Kyrie, this 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 Kyrie look, this Kyrie writing best Kyrie. Kyrie peaks here as a character cuz she's oh. she's cute, she's sassy, she's fun. She's a I also you know. like the long hair Kyrie better yeah. than the short hair Kyrie. I don't like, like it when she cuts her hair. I yeah, like I didn't like that in Kingdom Hearts 3. She looks it, yeah, very like... mature here. She looks like an appropriate uh, 15-year-old girl. She <laughs> actually feels like she's developing as a character. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Shocking. I thought that was going somewhere else. No. <laughs> no. No, developing she's, as a character. She's developing Sergio. as a woman, and she's, this is I good. <laughs> I approve. Sergio, so I anyway, Kyrie is just living her life, you know, doing her shit, and then Axel shows up, and he's like, hey, so we're both missing something that's really important to us, so why don't you come with me, and we can uh, get that back, right? And she's like, uh, no. And some stuff happens, like, so she ends up, uh, someone ends up opening a dark corridor, which is a way that nobodies can travel between worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, someone's like, hey, c- c- you know, c- come with me and you'll be safe. And so she, she trusts the voice and she runs through it and she can't get hurt going through the dark corridors like normal people can because she's the princess of heart. Princess so. So she runs through there. She actually ends up in Twilight Town where she meets up with Hainer, Hainer Pence, and Olette, and they kind of become friends and stuff, and they hang out for a little bit. But eventually, Axel finds her again and kidnaps her. Uh, so he takes her away to the world that never was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know. 
this is more dense than like Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so the place I never was, Twilight Town, Roxas, Axel, uh, Curry, mm-hmm. uh, Westeros, the uh, I- the Seven Isles, or the Iron Bank. Just, Bravos. Just yeah, I tried to. I tried to like not, cause like I mean the worlds themselves aren't super important, but they kind of are. So mm-hmm. like I was just kind of like you know. Despite the complexity eh. of everything, I I think that Kingdom Hearts three actually has a uh, better ending than Game of Thrones. Don't at me. Um... Yeah, it's a little, it's, <laughs> it's a little a, more satisfying. That's not a high high bar though. That's no, fair. <laughs> To be fair. Okay. So I think after this is uh, we're leading up to the end of the game. So eventually, eventually Sora, Donald, and Goofy make their way back to uh, Twilight Town where they meet up with Hayner, Pence, and Olette. Who are Mm. like, hey, this Kyrie was here. Your friend Kyrie came. And this guy just like took her. So he's like, well, crap, I got to go save Kyrie. So Sora's like, we got to go to the world that never was and save Kyrie. And they find a way to get there. By going through the mansion in Twilight Town, which is where Roxas was being kept, and they find like uh, the computer and all that stuff that Roxas was being kept in. Mm-hmm. And throughout this entire game, it's super important to note that like every organization member that Sora comes into contact with is like calling him Roxas, and he's like, "I'm not Roxas," <laughs> you know. <laughs> so uh, it's a it's a it's a funny video. That's why me and you are laughing. Hello, Roxas. Uh, I'm, not, I'm Roxas. not Roxas. Goodbye, Roxas. <laughs> I am not Roxas. Um, so, uh, eventually, um, they find this, like, uh, passageway to get to the world that never was, but mm-hmm. it's, like, this weird, like, blue place. I don't know what it's supposed to it, be. It's supposed to, like, I think it's technically supposed to be a corridor of darkness, yeah. but, um, yeah, it's just a, a, a transport tunnel, mm-hmm. essentially. And it's filled with nobodies, like a, a ton of nobodies, like more than anybody can, like you know, handle. So, and Axel's there, I guess, because he went to try and go find Sora, because he wants to make sure his uh, his his little boy is okay, doing okay inside of Sora. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, this kid's about to die." And this dude literally does like a kamikaze, like <laughs> like suicide attack and kills all the nobodies. But sadly, he dies in the process too. Mm-hmm. Um, so rip axel uh and then uh they the the gang is in the world that never was finally but wait a minute (laughs) wait a minute roxas from the depths inside sora's head is like my best friend is dead and he like he gets real mad he gets he gets real mad so he like he like uh like has this battle inside Sora's head for like control basically. Uh-huh. And it's pretty it's pretty epic. Uh but Sora wins. Um and then yeah. uh after that there's this like scene where um Roxas and Axel like say goodbye to each other. It's like it's not like real, but it's like, you know, it's supposed to symbolize like Roxas moving on, you know, mm-hmm. basically. And Axel fades away and Sora and Roxas is just like, well, I guess I'm alone. And then, uh, so they, they make it inside the castle, and then this is where, you know, he just starts taking them down one by one. You know, Zigbar's gone. Zigbar, dead. Dead. You know, that he's actually, honestly, like, that fight's really fun in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of my favorite boss battles. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is still PlayStation 2 era, right? Yeah, yeah, it's PlayStation 2 era, so God. it's uh, pretty crazy. Um... 
So after that, that's when they actually find Kyrie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Sora reunites with Kyrie and Riku at this point. But, but if you remember, if you remember, and they find Riku, but he looks like this. Yeah. So, um, uh, but but Sora can just tell that it's tell Riku. That it's Riku. He he like grabs his hand. And he's like, oh yeah, you're Riku. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely, dying. Def- definitely not something more to that. Wow, Riku, <laughs> you grew really tall. <laughs> oh, and then this is also an important part. Uh, Riku gives Kyrie a keyblade. Just yeah. She actually it out. fights. Yeah, and she fights a little bit. She like bonks on some shadows or yeah. something. As opposed to Kingdom Hearts 3, in which okay. she doesn't fight. Well, she does. She well, she bit. does, but in the DLC. Ooh. Yeah. Kyrie gets a keyblade too. So, yeah, after this, Luxord. Dead. Dead. Psyax. Dead. Dead. <laughs> and then this is the this is the next grand reveal. They go to the top. Of, so like the world that never was is kind of like a tower. Mm-hmm. And at the top of the tower, they find Diz, who is revealed to actually be the real Ansem, Ansem yeah. the Wise, and uh, who was voiced by the late great Christopher Lee. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. He was voiced by Christopher Lee. <laughs> yeah. And I think he continued to voice him until he died too. Like he he kept coming back. Like him and Nimoy. Uh, like did, I think he stopped doing game. it around recoded. I think maybe is when, is when he I stopped think, doing it. I think he did it in Birth by Sleep. I think, but I don't remember the guy who they who the guy who replaced him is like really good at copying his voice to like a T. It's <laughs> so. better than the one they got to replace uh, Leonard Nimoy. You mean? At- Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I mean, I love Christopher Lloyd, but like, he's oh, not. Oh, good. Emma, your yeah. face is all messed up. Leonard Nimoy has a very distinctive face. Like, okay, you're back. You were like all graphically glitching out. Oh. Like, every time you moved, your face would stop. So then, like, your face. It might have been a lapse of the internet. Maybe. Yeah. So. Good old Skype. Am so, I right? so, so, Ansem like during this entire time while the the gang i'll just call them has been going up through the castle uh ansem has been trying to collect kingdom hearts the artificial kingdom hearts and digitize it into like computer data essentially to remove it uh from the playing field um however this backfires and by backfires i mean ansem the wise blows the fuck up <laughs> his machine like detonates because Kingdom Hearts is just too much for his little thing to handle. Yeah. And, but before um, he dies, before he blows up, he's like, uh, I'm sorry about how I treated Roxas. It kind of yeah, was he, unfair that I ruined this kid's life. He tries to make amends like five seconds <laughs> before he dies. Yeah. <laughs> Which... But, yeah, in the in the blast, the bla- there's like a blast radius, and uh, then there's like a light, and then that light, that light manages to uh, make Riku look normal again. Yeah. So. So, so literally the only person this has negative consequences for is Ansem, despite them all standing within 10 feet of this machine. And in, the, in hindsight, the consequences for Ansem really aren't that dire. Yeah, they're cause... kind of inconsequential. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Riku looks normal again. And I, I don't remember exactly when this happens, Drew. Maybe you can provide some insight, but... When is it revealed? I think it's revealed here that you know this is where this is where Sora finds out that Roxas is his nobody, and that's why yes. everyone's been calling him Roxas. Um, and then uh, what? It's also revealed that 
nominee is Kyrie's nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And then they, they have like a little merge. heart to heart with each other. They merge at some point, right? Yeah, they, mer- they merge at the top uh, before the final battle. Okay. So they have like a little heart to heart between Sora, Kyrie, and Roxas and nominee. And they're like, you know, well, we're we're all gonna be together because Sora and Kyrie are always gonna be together, right? <laughs> no, it's got this like it's got this really dark undertone to it because they're like there's these just like poor kids who are just like trapped inside people's minds now, like, yeah. <laughs> but but it's like happy and like, uh, and then also I think this is where um, so after they do this is when. Isn't this when the castle starts to become overrun with Heartless? So Maleficent and Pete are just like, we'll move in here. Yeah, so Maleficent and Pete uh, show up one last time to hold off the nobodies. And they're like, and Maleficent's like, I'm going to take this castle for my own and I'm going to use it for my own evil headquarters. Yeah, so... So yeah, so basically here uh, is where Riku and Sora prepare to go take on Zemnis because Zemnis kind of yeah. like goes into this door, um, and then they're like, "Well, I guess we got to go through this door," you yeah, know. He goes, so. he goes into uh, the realm of darkness. Yeah, and, uh... it's just a freaking lightsaber. <laughs> and this fight yeah. is when I say this is an epic final boss battle. This is an epic final boss battle. This is a pretty good fight, especially because good. the last uh, half of it is just mm-hmm. you and Riku. Yeah, best best bros best going bros. Like this is the first time you and Riku team up to fight, and it's mm-hmm. like really cool. And I mean, uh, technically not the first time, but it's like the first time as like Keyblade wielders. Realize like, Keyblade, yeah. Yeah, they're they're going, they're combining both of their strengths, and actually the uh, so they're both their limit, and then the last like um, like the final attack against Zemnis are both like really really cool, um, like showing off their friendship, their partnership um you know the camaraderie it's really it's really good yeah it's a it's it's a really good end of the game and you know he's a hard boss but he's dead they kill him out dead gone they give him the old good old-fashioned keyblade seal of death yeah so uh so yeah but now they're trapped in the realm of darkness yeah so that kind of sucks right because like i mean i've been trapped for like 11 years right and yeah. she hasn't been able to get out so how are sort oh Sora and riku just get out okay yeah. okay well it's because it's because so at the beginning of the game um so this is a this is a very this doesn't end up being super important but uh for some reason uh everyone besides like riku forgot about sora in between uh, like uh when like chain of memories happened like everyone forgot him like Kyrie forgot about him and stuff like that um but then once Nominate fixed Sora's memories, everyone remembered him again. But during that period where she didn't remember him, Kyrie wrote like a note and stuck it in a bottle and put it in the like water uh, at the yeah. beach, um, and it floated away. And then where they end up in, in at the end of the game is like this like beach place basically, and the note washes up, and Sora reads the note, and it's like uh, and that opens the door basically for them to go home. Yeah, so they just get a get out of jail free card essentially. And you know, it's a really it's a you know a bittersweet ending. Everyone's home, everyone's safe, and then uh, and then they at the very very end of the game they uh, get a mysterious note from Mickey, and then that's the end of the game. So is it is it like uh like a cliffhanger? They're like yeah, it's a cliffhanger. uh... So we didn't know what was written in that note for like six or seven years. 
Huh. So that note and hasn't I don't actually chronologically it. happened yet because we got to go to Recoded to learn yep. what it says. Yep. So this is a game that really doesn't matter. This is a game. This is this, this is, is a game. game. This, this is, is definitely a, a video game. Uh, yep. This was released in as a mobile game in Japan in 2008, um, but it eventually got a release in the states in 2010 as Recoded. This is five years after Kingdom Hearts 2. Was yeah. there any other games that came out between this or that? So, uh... Days. Day, days came out in 09. And that was the first game after Kingdom Hearts... No, well, actually, so the first game that came out after Kingdom Hearts 2 was in 2007, and it was Rechain of Memories um, on PS2, which was a much-needed, you know... So it was just, like, a remaster? It was a remaster. Yes. So between... Um, and then 2009 two... was Days, which offered okay. us Shion and, you know, more stuff about Roxas. Made us more sad than satisfied. And then 2010 was Birth by Sleep. Uh-huh. So, and that was the... Birth by Sleep was honestly the next big chapter. Because a lot of people... Um... A lot of people were very... Because, like, I mentioned in the last episode, I think... Kingdom Hearts 2 very well could have been the ending of the series. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, so a lot of people were just like, where is it going to go from here? You know, and then uh, yeah. Birth by Sleep is where they introduced Master Xehanort. So they kind of were like, OK, yeah. so obviously this guy is the big, big bad, you know, so he's probably going to come back at some point, maybe. But how? So anyway, recoded. <laughs> recoded. This happened. game happened. You want to talk right, about? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna speed through this because honestly we don't need to be here forever. No. Uh, the best line in this game is, Mickey, it's Riku. They put bugs in him. They put bugs in him. Um, okay, so one day at Disney Castle, following the main events of Kingdom Hearts 2, Jiminy Cricket is categorizing all of his journals in order, um, and he's going over them and making sure everything is uh, historically accurate. Um, he finds a strange message that he doesn't remember writing in one of the journals. And it specifically says, their hurting will be mended when you return to end it. Um, this prompts Jiminy to inform Mickey, uh, who then takes the journal and turns it into data. And the plan is they're going to try and figure out, uh, by going through the datascape, uh, what this message could possibly mean. Um, the datascape, however, is filled with bugs. So how do you get rid of bugs? with an antivirus. So they create a virtual Sora, and I'm just going to call him Data Sora from here on out, uh, in order to get rid of the bugs. They give him, they program him with a Keyblade, uh, and they send him off, they guide him through the worlds in order to get rid of the bugs. Um, eventually, at some point in the game, uh, Mickey, Donald, Goofy, and Jiminy are transported into the Datascape by a manifestation of the journal, which takes the form of Riku. This game is fucking weird. Um, it's all the games, Drew. So this game in particular. This game is this game is very weird. So just just when you when I say Riku, just think. It's right, not for really right now, Jiminy's. It's not really Riku. It's Jiminy's journal. <laughs> um. So, so uh, Pete and Maleficent are, are back again, uh, trying to do their things. Uh, they've gotten into the Datascape, and Maleficent is actually able to destroy Datasaur's Keyblade. Uh, 
So Sora can't fight. How's he going to clear the bugs out? Um, but and and also Pete uh, ends up corrupting Riku's code. So yeah, the he's got bugs in him. Uh, they have to. So Sora and Riku have to fight. And then Sora ends up diving into Journal Riku to try and debug him from the inside. Um, he destroys the bug that was causing the corruption, but then he ends up losing his memories in the process. Another character loses his fucking memories. Great. Um, <laughs> so now that the journal is debugged... Um, Datasora, again, no memories of what has already happened, goes to visit a virtual rendering of Castle Oblivion. Uh, here he is tested by uh, a manifestation of Roxas to determine if the real Sora will be able to handle the pain of forgetting his friends. Um, and then Sora ends up defeating this version of Roxas and is allowed into the deepest parts of the data uh, and comes across a virtual nominee. Uh, she explains that the real nominee left a message, uh, left the message uh, uh, after discovering a set of memories related to people tied to the real Sora's heart, um, who we know now are nominee, Roxas, Shion, Axel, Terra, Aqua, and Ventus. Um, Data Nominee explains that it is Sora's duty to save all of these people who are in pain. After learning this crucial piece of information, Mickey writes a letter to the real Sora informing him of what has transpired. So that's the letter that ends up at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2. But, you know, knowing what we know now, like, it, it feels kind of reductive because, you know, Mickey already knew about Terra, Aqua, and Vin, you know? Yeah. Like, he didn't forget them. There was no yeah. forgetting. Except, oh, well, you know, he definitely forgot Aqua. He forgot. <laughs> just not, like, there's no deus ex machina. He just forgot because he was, you know. <laughs> this game happens. It's really not that important. We're going to anyway. move on. <laughs> this entire this entire game basically leads up to just finding out what was in that note, which is really silly. But yeah, <laughs> it, it's really fucking dumb. I heard that I don't know if this is true or not, but or I think you didn't you say this, Emma, that Reek or Coded was just Namora going on a bender. At <laughs> he was like, like drunk when he wrote the story. Yeah, that's right. Alleged, that's what I re I saw in a video, but I don't know if that's true. So alleged allegedly, Namora was blitzed out of his fucking mind one day and was like, "Hey, you know what? What if we just made a story like a like a five hour game or a ten hour game explaining what that fucking letter said at the end so of Kingdom Hearts?" 2? I feel like I feel like you know I don't think he sought out to do that. I think he was told we need you to make a mobile game. And he can't make a game that doesn't have a plot, rele plot relevance to it. So yeah. it could have been worse, you know. It, it could have so. been worse, but it could have been a whole lot better. And that brings um, it, it does to, get better. It does. It does. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3D, Dream Drop Distance. Sergio, is... I want you to understand, I recently played this game because I'm going back through. I, I, I recently went back through all the Kingdom Hearts games. I still don't know what this fucking game is saying, dude. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, like the title. This no. is a good. This is a good game. It's a good game. I will game. say that this is a this is a good game. Um, 
originally released in 2012 on the 3ds this is the only kingdom hearts game on the 3ds um and this was also the first chronological game to actually like progress the story after kingdom hearts 2 so it was like six or seven years after kingdom hearts Mm -hmm. 2 that we finally got some level of progression on the story um it's wild yeah, and I'm just gonna warn you. This is where this is where stuff gets very strange. So oh, it gets stranger. It gets stranger. Yes. Like so, this is this is where people start. I feel like to fall off the wagon. Yeah, this hey, is where the game really got noted. I fell off the that. wagon in the last episode. So. <laughs> well, you're holding on to the wagon for dear life. So we're, we taped you to the wagon. So <laughs> anyway. Sora and Riku are taking the mark of mastery. Now, something you might notice, Sergio, is that these character models look very young in comparison to how Sora and Riku actually look in Kingdom Hearts 2. And for that, I say yes. I don't know why they continue to give them young-looking character models. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there's kind of a reason, but not really. So, anyway. Reverse puberty. Yeah, they're taking... It's red button disease. At least they got new outfits. Sora was wearing his Kingdom Hearts 1 outfit for like three games in a row, and it was really annoying. So anyway, uh, Sora and Riku are taking the Mark of Mastery, which if you remember, that's what Terra and Aqua did at uh, the beginning of Birth by Sleep. Except they're, they're doing a completely different version of it. They're not hitting around light balls. They're going into a deep sleep and visiting sleeping worlds. Yeah. So <laughs> which in order are... to actually do this, they have to be set back to when those fir- those worlds first descended into darkness. Uh-huh. So this is also introducing an element of time travel. Yep, time travel. Which might explain so, uh, why the boys also look a little bit younger. Maybe, yeah. So uh, when they go into the, like, the sleeping worlds, they have different character models from the real world. In the real world, they have their uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 models. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it's just because they didn't want to do that level of rendering on the 3DS, or they couldn't. But uh, anyway... You know, they go to the Sleeping Worlds, and one of them is Traverse Town. This is the only other game besides... I mean, this is... I I guess some of the other games had Traverse Town, but this is, like, the first time it comes back as, like, an important place, I guess. So Uh Traverse Town is actually probably the most visited world besides Hollow Bastion, I would say. Because Traverse Town appears in, like, one, Chain of Memories, uh, Recoded, and here. So. But, uh-oh, something is amiss. As Sora and Riku go through the sleeping worlds, they are bothered by this strange, young, white-haired boy with a keyblade and a weird coat. And at some points, they're even joined by these two. Hey, wait a minute. They died. They died. Yeah, they though. did die. You're right. And also, all the nobodies are back. So uh, that means everyone we killed. In Organization 13. And our old buddy Axel. They're all alive. So here's something that you learned, Sergio. So what happens when you kill both a person's heartless and their nobody is the complete person comes back. So all of our old friends are back. And, uh, you know, thankfully, though... um, They're somebodies, right? Yeah, they're somebodies now. So thankfully, um, these fellows over here, these are like... uh, ansem's apprentices Uh that were like the first couple of organization members like half of the organization um doesn't they're they're just they're good guys again pretty much so like um 
they're they just go back to helping Ansem out. Well, no, Ansem's uh, Ansem's not around, but they they aim to like kind of restart Ansem's research or whatever. And then Axel kind of goes off to do his own thing. He hey. uh he he I think he wants to find Roxas or find a way hey, to bring Roxas back. Can you? Yeah, I can hear you. You guys both I cut can... out for like oh, two minutes. No. Really? I, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I could hear Emma just fine. You yeah, can? I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear either of y'all. Oh no! I, mean, I haven't been talking. Emma, Emma's been explaining. So where did yeah. you where did you cut out? Right after I said somebody's. Somebody's okay. So um, uh, like most of the so I, basically it's implied that everyone from Organization Thirteen came back as completed people, and they all came back where they were like turned into Heartless initially. So since most okay. of them were turned into Heartless at Ansem the Wise's castle. That's where they mm-hmm. all respawn, basically. Um, a couple of them just f right off, um, mm-hmm. and then uh, like, oh, like, ha- like a lot of them stay behind to restart his research and stuff. Uh-huh. And they're all like good guys now, because uh, they have their hearts again and stuff like that. And then Axel comes back. His uh, he he comes back as like, so they all go by their like real names. They don't go by their yeah. like uh, nobody names anymore. Uh, and Axel's real name is Lee, but no one calls him that. It's kind of a, a continuing joke for like the rest of the series. Uh, and he also doesn't have his tattoos anymore. So yeah. he had like his eye tattoos. But he, I think he's trying to go find Roxas or something like that. So he eventually ends up uh, like going to like Disney Castle and then eventually like uh, like uh, where like Sora and Riku are just to, like hang out and like I don't it's 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 kind of he's just kind of there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> most of the other characters besides Sora and Riku, uh, like m- most of the side characters that we've already grown up with, like Kyrie, Donald, Goofy, Mickey, all those guys, they're not really doing much right now. Like no. there's kind of a I would I wouldn't even call it a B plot. I'd call it a C plot because yeah. that's how little importance it has. Um, where Maleficent and Pete kidnap Minnie and oh, yeah, hold her for do. ransom. Uh, but then that doesn't end up going anywhere. So Axel then they fuck them. off again. Yeah, Axel yeah. steps in and saves them. And then they're just kind of all hanging out, tr- tr- kind of talking about Sora and Riku doing things. Sora and Riku are doing the most important work yeah. right now. But they also kind of start to get this feeling that something's amiss and that like something's not right. So that's mm-hmm. I think that's the purpose of this secondary plot. And also, and also, uh, another important thing to mention is that Sora and Riku are going through the same worlds, mm-hmm. but they don't see each other. Yeah, they lose for... contact. They lose contact at the very beginning of the game. So they yeah. start the they start the quest together, but they fight like they fight like the giant version of Ursula, which is a very strange. It's like the tutorial boss, um, but after that, they like get blown away, and they both end up they both end up they both end up in Traverse Town after that, but they're not in the same place they're in different traverse towns towns. so yeah so this is the uh disney worlds that are in this game you got and there's actually a very interesting mix there's um a world based off of the disney three musketeers movie or like special or whatever which is pretty interesting uh there's tron legacy so there's that um that book in this game no. No, no, but there is there is a weird version of Jeff Bridges and uh, yep. Olivia Wilde and the oh, other so guy. like it looks about as realistic as Jeff Bridges did in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's a uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, mm-hmm. There's another Pinocchio world that is. I think Sora goes to like the uh, 
the like carnival place mm-hmm. and then Riku goes back into Monstro for like the third they they do Monstro way too much in this series um yeah. but I think this is the last time they do Monstro mm-hmm. and then my favorite world in this game is actually this world based off of Fantasia okay. where um it's super cool just from like an audio visual standpoint they did a really good job designing it yeah. um okay and, and you guys I, cut out again really yeah, basically, you got to Pinocchio, and then you guys both froze. Oh. Well, I'll just go over quickly. There's It's Pinocchio. Sora goes to, like, the circus carnival thing that was in uh, Pinocchio, and then Riku goes to Monstro again, uh, which is, like, you know, this is, like, the third or fourth time they've done Monstro. Monstro's mm-hmm. overdone. No more Monstro after this. And then uh, there's a world based off of Fantasia, which is my favorite in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really fun. It's an audio-visual fun time. So, and and I also wanted to add that there's also uh, so in Traverse Town you meet up with these characters from this other Square Enix game called The World Ends with You, which um no we don't really know yet if that's supposed to be like a like a just kind of like an Easter egg they put in this game to like fill NPCs or if this is going this might actually be something like um. <laughs> relevant in the future so like but it's the square the square enix averse maybe maybe we'll see we'll go more mm. in depth into that later but th- there might be some significance to those characters appearing mm-hmm. yeah. um and you also have these little party members called dream eaters which are like uh little pokemon basically <laughs> Yeah, um, the whole the whole game is basically just a Pokemon simulator. You, those are the main enemies, and then you also have good ones that are like your party members that you can train up and mm-hmm. stuff. There's no like human party members in this game, so yeah. So eventually, though, uh, both Sora and Riku end up at a dream version of the world that never was, which is where stuff gets weird. <laughs> Yeah, you so, keep saying that. That's like no, it gets it gets really weird. Um, yeah. so it's revealed that the entire game up to this point has been a trap set for Sora by what we're gonna call the real Organization Thirteen, mm-hmm. because um, so the the younger this young looking dude with the silver hair, yeah, that's a young version of Xehanort who traveled forward in time to this point in time to aid the organization in their attempts to trap Sora because so, this version yeah. of Xehanort can control time. And I want to add this is not the version of Xehanort that was like possessed by that that like possessed Terra, like that version. This is like this is like teenage like master Xehanort because like it's mm-hmm. it's revealed in like later games that basically this dude looked just like Terranort, like as a kid anyway. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's really bizarre. But yeah, uh that's just what he looked like. So that is that is like teenage master Xehanort. Uh who so, used the power of time travel. <laughs> yeah, he travels forward in time and the the plan is that uh basically Xehanort instead of uh because the point of organization 13 was actually so Xehanort could place essences of himself inside of each member uh, of the organization. Uh, Since that ended up failing because Sora and, you know, the gang kind of axed all of them, Xehanort needs a new organization. So he decided 
why uh, why use other people as vessels when I can just use myself as vessels, you know? So he brings together 13 different versions of himself throughout time. Um, he's got him. Obviously, he's got Master Xehanort himself. He's got Xemnas. He's got Ansem. He's got the younger version of himself. And he's also got Zigbar right now. Zigbar is back. Uh, and he's got he's got Syax too at this point. That's and he's got Syax as well. Yeah. So basically, as Zigbar explains, uh, all of the members of Organization Thirteen who are like different people, all volunteered to be like hosts for part of him. Mm-hmm. And uh, so like that's why like he has like yellow eyes or like some of them have like lighter hair or like you know it's really bizarre. So like they basically offered to be hosts so they could be one of those versions. Mm-hmm. So. And they're planning to turn Sora into their last member. Yes, because um, that's, that's all why they they're trying to trap him. Yeah. So um, Sora ends up beating Zimnus again, but uh, this actually falls right into the organization's uh, clutches, and he is lost into a deep, deep sleep. Yeah, he basically uh, falls into this pool of darkness. That's what that's what this is right here. So yeah. Um, as he does so, the uh, a ball of light appears, and uh, Ventus's armor actually appears to cloak Sora and protect him mm-hmm. uh, from the darkness, kind yeah. of trying to penetrate his heart. Because remember, Ventus's heart is still inside Sora at this point. So. Yeah. Um, as this is happening, Riku, uh, who is also he's in his version of the world that never was, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's revealed to him that he's actually been inside of Sora's dreams this entire time. Yep. Acting as sort of Sora's own personal dream eater. Yeah, that's the symbol. This is the dream eater symbol. And they're like, see, you're a dream eater all along. Yeah. So Sora is is inside a dream that the organization created, and Riku is inside of Sora's dreams of the dream that the organization created. Does that make sense? <laughs> no. Just, okay, just good. here. Nothing, none of this is real. Just, but it, it is. It is, but it is not. It's, it's like Inception like real. Christopher Nolan wrote this on acid. Yeah, basically. Um, and so anyway, Riku... there's a time limit. There's a time limit to making Sora kind of this, uh, you know, last member. To, uh-huh. uh, but Riku's like, I'm going to stop him. So he fights young Xehanort, who is, in my opinion, the most difficult, like, boss, like, like that you have to fight in the entire series. That's just my opinion. He's really hard. His power is like time based, so it is. It's rough, man. I don't know about you, Drew, but this is one of the hardest ones for me. Yeah, I've actually never. Um, I actually haven't even really gotten that far. Uh oh. Um, but uh, yeah, he's. I mean, the the boss fights uh, in in Dream Drop Distance are pretty tough. They're pretty hard because uh, this is this game doesn't have so the mobile well not mobile but like uh there is they kind of develop two separate play styles for Kingdom Hearts. One is the console based one, which is like Kingdom Hearts one and Kingdom Hearts two, mm-hmm. which is uh based off of it. You get a lot more control, but in the games like um. Birth by Sleep, Days, this one, Recoded. It has this, like, thing called a command panel where you kind of build these commands you can do, and you can still do, like, combos and stuff, but you have, they basically, because you are you were a little bit limited by the, the amount of combos you could do based off of, like, 
mm-hmm. processing power and stuff like that, like that you could do at any given moment. So they kind of just did a different way of doing yeah. it. And um, it a lot makes of time game... spent on cooldown. Yeah, it, it there's a cooldown for everything. So the game is a little more hard because of that. Um, but it's not like bad, you know, it's not. Uh, it's just a little different. So mm-hmm. that's partially why <laughs> these boss fights are so hard. Do you, Riku also fights like a version of Ansem, Seeker of Darkness again. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's really hard too. Riku has a lot of really hard bosses. So uh, The main important thing uh, that this game contributed to the Kingdom Hearts canon is Balloon. <laughs> uh, the spell Balloon. Yeah. Uh, especially, specifically okay. Balloon Guh is uh is uh, all you need for this game all you need actually. all you need um, who needs a keyblade to beat xehanort all you need is balunga yeah so yeah so riku fights and some seeker of darkness he fights the younger version of xehanort and then he winds up in this little this room room where all the members of the new organization 13 are kind of awaiting sora being turned into their last member yeah. mm-hmm. um and then at this point Bum, bum, the cavalry busts in. Yeah. Uh, Riku, Mickey, and Lee, yeah, that's the human version of Axel, Axel. show up and uh, they start, uh, you know, I think Mickey casts like Stopza. Yeah, know, Stopza. <laughs> which is like the most powerful form of time magic uh, and uh, gives them enough time to grab Sora yeah, and make a hasty <laughs> retreat out of there. Uh, it's also, this is also where. Um, Axel or Lee learns that Syax is still alive, and this is also kind of where they start the plot of him wanting to bring him back as like a like a like bring like his old friend back, basically save him, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, they they go on, and then but wait, Sora still passed out. He's still unconscious after they get back to the real world. So Riku's like, I gotta go back in there one more time. I gotta go to the deep recesses to bring Sora back. And then that's where we fight some of these other bosses. This guy is called the Anti-Black Coat Nightmare, uh, which is, you know, he's a boss. He's kind of cool looking, I guess. And then this is the final boss of the game. This mm-hmm. is like a dark version of Ventus's armor. Because um, remember, uh, Ventus's armor like covered Sora to protect yeah. him, and that's kind of what became of it. But uh, Riku wins. Because Riku's Riku. He wins and he ends up on this beach where he actually runs into uh, all the people that are inside Sora's heart. So he finds Ro- uh, he finds Roxas, he finds Ventus, and then he finds Shion, who he doesn't remember. And then he's like, why are there two Roxases? Um, but they don't really talk to him. They just kind of like ask him a question and then, you know, you... You save Sora. I don't know. Yeah, you get, I, he gets some. He he gets some information um, from a virtual copy of Handsome the Wise. Mm-hmm. As well, yeah, he does that too. I which basically tells Riku like, "Hey, here's what you need to do to save everybody. Here is a step by step guide." Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then they both wake up back in the Incense Tower. Yep. So this is kind of the end of the game. They wake up. Only Riku is named a Keyblade Master because he saved the day and Sora kind of messed up. Mm. Um, And then uh, at a certain point at the end, Axel just whips out a Keyblade. And he's like, he's like, you know, I bet I could do this. And then they're like, no, you you don't have a Keyblade, though. And he's like, watch me. And he just like summons one. And he's like, super surprised. And everyone's like, whoa. Um, Hey, you guys head out again. I think my Wi-Fi is going in and out. I think that's why. Yeah, I was about to say, it's definitely not us, because I can still hear Emma. Yeah. Yeah, 
I think it's my Wi-Fi. I think, I don't know, maybe Adam's doing something upstairs and it's causing the Wi-Fi to go crazy. Sorry. <laughs> we can explain Just it when continue. we're... We'll continue. Okay, so end of the game. Everyone, uh, Sora and Riku both wake up. They're having a tea party for some reason. And uh, <laughs> um, Riku is named a Keyblade Master. Sora is very happy for him. Sora also, um, you find out, he got completely nerfed during this. Like, he is just, like, he lost all of his abilities, basically, mm. um, during this experience because he, he fell to darkness or whatever. Convenient. Um, convenient. Convenient. Uh, and then uh, there's a scene where, you know, they're talking about keyblades, and Axel's like, I bet I could have a keyblade, too. And everyone's like, no, no. And he just, like, kind of summons one. And everyone's really surprised. Like, he just pulls one out of his ass, basically. Um and then at the very end of the game, uh, Riku brings Kyrie and Sid to start her Keyblade training. This could yeah. be there in it. Hmm. Did it happen again? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> hmm. It's definitely not us because I can still hear images. I know. I'm sorry, sir. Do you have an Ethernet cable? No. No, there's. I do not have a cable. Also, my. I have a port for Ethernet. Really? Have they an adapter? Hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. Do you want to take a little break to see if the outages stop? No. We'll power through. We'll power through. All so. Right. Okay. So that's the end of Dream Drop Distance. Mm-hmm. Triple D is done with. Triple, triple D. D. Done with. Uh, but now finally. we're on to a Moving different kind to... of triple. Yeah. Well, I thought this came out in 2019. No, it came out in 2018. Did it? No, it came out in 2019. You're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> it did. It totally yeah. did. Wow. Uh, sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I thought I got a Kingdom Hearts expert. To be I know. Honest, on this panel, well, I. But, um, yeah. No. Guess not. It's okay. I, I'll turn in my. I'll turn in my my thing. Turn in your badge. Turn in my badge. Yeah. I know. Anyway, yeah, this game came out in 2019 on the PS4 and Xbox One, the highly anticipated Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, so, um, between Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts 3, how many games? Was it just those, like, two, three? No, so there were... All the prequel games from last episode? Retrain, well, like, new... What do you talk... Like, new games? Just new games? Yeah. There is recoded dream drop distance days birth by sleep, and, and then so the mobile game. Four, four, three, four, five, four, five, four, um, five. Wow. But none of them were none of them were the big scale like console releases. Yeah, so they're all like mobile, right? Yeah, there's like an obvious difference in the scale of the games. Like the stories are good, but like there's an obvious difference in the scale of the games between like a game like Birth by Sleep, which is admittedly a really good game, but. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a game like So, King where's Mark. like um, more, keen, more Final Fantasy characters like Cloud or. They are, they're mostly just there for like. Background? Oh, Drew, they just hang out. Yeah, they just kind of hang out. Like, they're really important in one and two. Uh-huh. Um, like, at least the like Hollow Bastion Radiant Garden crew is because they, they're kind of helping the plot. Cloud is literally kind of just there as a. <laughs> yeah, he has, this, he has this little plot with Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, yeah, 
And then uh, there's other there's characters from other Final Fantasy games too, like Final or Kingdom Hearts Two had a ton of Final Fantasy characters in it. It had the most. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really good section of uh, Kingdom Hearts Two at like after so during that whole big fight at Hollow Bastion. There's a section oh, yeah. of the game where you have individual fights, like you're mm-hmm. fighting back to back with members of the Final Fantasy crew, yeah. like during that, which is pretty cool. Um, that's the most screen time they really get. I there's like. also there's also a really good scene of Squall and Cloud like back to back, and that's like the only interaction those two have ever had, and it's uh-huh. like it's pretty badass because those are two like pretty uh crazy like well liked characters in the mm-hmm. fan base. But there's so let's see, there's in in Kingdom Hearts two had a lot because there was there was uh Cipher in Twilight mm-hmm. Town, and then Ryan Fu who are also from Final Fantasy VIII. They're all from Final Setzer. Fantasy VIII. Their sets are from six. VV from nine. Um, and then uh, there's Oron from ten in the underworld. Yeah. Uh, and then there's um, Leon Yuffie. Leon Yuffie, wow. Sid, Cloud, Aerith, Tifa. Tifa's in this one too. Yeah. Uh, Sephiroth is. Um, there's also Yuna, Riku, and Pain from ten. However, uh, if you came for the Final Fantasy, Sergio, you're in the wrong yeah, game. Yeah, you're in the wrong place because Vanilla, at its release, Vanilla Kingdom Hearts 3 had no Final Fantasy characters in it. Yep. They dropped them like I a bad not, habit. Did not come from the Final Fantasy characters. I came I for think, the Disney. I think at this point, a lot of people game, did come from the Final Fantasy characters. So Dream, Drop Distance, Dream Drop Distance had the World Ends With You characters, and then Birth by Sleep had Zack. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, like, mm-hmm. so. Okay, so yeah. uh, before we start this, I just want to kind of know, like, I know this game was kind of, like, mixed reception, I would say, from, like, fans. Is that is that fair? Yeah, it's, it's kind of a divisive game. So then, huh. Drew and Emma, how did you guys feel about the game when you played it? I think it, I'll, I'll let you speak first, Emma. I think it. I think it's fine. Um, there are definite. So the biggest problem with this game is that on like a scale, there's story problems in how like the story is structured. It's not exactly the story itself that's bad. It's just that as you'll learn, um, Sora has a very passive role in this game. Um, and whereas in previous games he was kind of um. He was the one driving the plot, but in this one, the plot is driving around him, and you really feel like you're just taking, like, you're just experiencing things as a spectator rather than as, like, an actor in, like, the plot that's going on. Um, and then uh, the gameplay is also not as, there's, the gameplay is fun, but it's not as hard, it's not as challenging, it's not as, you know, it's not Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> Um, but what would you give it out of like ten? I'd give it like a seven. Whereas I think I think Kingdom Hearts Two Final Mix is like a nine nine point five. It's very generous. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. Like very, very I think generous. I think it makes up for its shortcomings in a lot of areas. Um, like the Disney worlds, I think plot wise, they have no reason to be there. But, like, you know, as, like, the core part of the game, I think they're very well designed, and I I have a lot of fun in a lot of them. But, you know, there is a, there is a as you'll find out, the way this game is paced is not great. 
So. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Drew. What is your opinion? Uh, my opinion is this game is hot garbage. Um, I I I mean, it's not like worse than something like Recoded, obviously, right? Because it still has polish and it still had a lot of effort put into it. Um, my opinion, personally, is I feel like Disney got way too um, micromanaging. They like oh, yeah. sunk their claws into this I one specifically. And mm-hmm. they made a lot of, uh, they, I think, forced Square Enix to make a lot of decisions, whereas Square Enix wanted to, I, I feel like if it had just been Square Enix um, and, like, Nomura doing his thing, I feel like it would have been fine, but I feel like yeah. Disney definitely uh, had their own vision, what they wanted to do and what they, what Square Enix could and could not do uh, in the game, and that caused a lot of problems. Uh, yeah, so the pacing of this game uh, if you thought Last of Us 2 was bad, this game is worse than Last of Us Part 2 yeah. uh, in terms of pacing. There is literally no reason for you to go to the, to the Disney Worlds in this game. They are literally just there because it's Disney and yeah. like they have to have some representation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the entire main plot of this game happens in the last like 30 minutes of the game. Well, not 30 minutes. It's like it's like two or three hours. Okay. Sure, but it's I like, mean, it's I'm like probably over exaggerating. But no, but... you're you're correct. It's 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 like seventy five percent of the plot is at the end of the game, which is very bad. <laughs> like we've we've skipped over the Disney worlds in all of these games just for brevity's sake. Yeah, mm-hmm. but this game literally does not require the Disney worlds at all for its plot. Yeah. Um, it and... feels like it feels like it's a bit of like a like a marketing thing for Disney. You know, like it feels like, you know, going to these Disney worlds, it's like for marketing for their like stuff, basically. Um, um, while I kind of agree about the thing about Sora not driving the plot in this one, he also wasn't really driving the plot in Kingdom Hearts 2. No, but, but in that game, he it was kind of it was more apt, I would say, because he was purposefully being misled by the organization yeah. and used as a tool. Whereas in this game, he really should be taking charge and, um, you know, spearheading the attack. And he and he and like Sora's always been kind of dumb, right? But in this game, he is like the big dumb, right? Yeah. Like he's way more stupid in this game and gets used way more than um, I think he has in any other game previous to this, where he always kind of had like an inkling, like he he always had pretty good insight, right, into like characters' motivations and stuff like that, um, and. I feel like, uh, oh, also the gameplay, uh, the combat again is like, so there was a shift. Uh, this is probably going way off topic in terms of like timeline. If you want me to do a true dissection over Kingdom Hearts 3, I can. But the combat is super floaty and not fun. Um, it mm-hmm. Magic is like crazy overpowered. I mean, it always has been. The difficulty like, curve is non-existent in the vanilla version too. Yeah, difficulty not challenging whatsoever until they introduce critical mode. Um, all of the RPG elements are very bare bones and, and kind of dry. Um, it, it's way, it, I mean, it's become way more of an action game as the series has gone on. Yeah. And that's fine, but like, mm-hmm. I, I just, yeah, this this game I don't think deserves to have. I mean, as far as like plot goes, yeah, it is the end of the of this mm-hmm. Dark Seeker saga or whatever they want to call it. But I don't think this game really deserves to have find its name. So... I, so yeah, like I I feel like um, 
I feel like the biggest, another big problem is that a square was put into a box with like the conventions of the series, such as it's gotta be Sora, Donald, and Goofy going to Disney Worlds. Um, whereas I feel like if they like, which I hope they do in the future, um, it's like they kind of let go of that because you know I feel like the 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 series is at this point is especially after this game is kind of being held down by following being forced to follow those conventions so um at the and at the detriment of other characters so yeah but um good stuff yeah so drew out of 10 oh uh maybe like a five five okay they were also super rushed like i I know it sounds ridiculous saying that they were rushed but like there's there was a lot of internalized like issues with square enix between long story short as we'll talk a little bit more later they had nomura directing uh three games at this point um this final fantasy 15 and the final fantasy 7 remake and which is just from a from a like planning standpoint, and they all had like this like the same like two like two year time like release window. So there was just a lot that they were trying to throw at this guy, and they already had to outsource the development of this game to the studio that made Birth by Sleep, so they weren't even experienced making like a console game before. So mm-hmm. there was just a lot of development issues. So, well, I mean, that's a miracle you got all those three out in that two year span. <laughs> I will yeah, say it I is. haven't. Um, I will say I haven't played the Remind DLC, and yeah, I, mm-hmm. DLC can often sway the scoring of a Kingdom Hearts game. Like two, um, I would say one is like a pretty complete game without DLC, but the final mix is just like kind of like gravy, you know. Um, whereas like two, it definitely helped it. Two. Um, so for me, honestly. Um, two went from being my so i i used to per, between it was like one in between one and two when it was just the playstation 2 versions i preferred one to two because it felt more like a straightforward rpg but once they introduced final mix with all the extra content for two mm-hmm. it became like s tier like gr- like aw- like greatness you know yeah. and while i don't think remind does that to the degree that the final mix did for two for me um i think remind helps a lot because it is freaking hard like it is like it is they brought back the difficulty and they like honestly with the increased difficulty you have to like it improves the combat a little bit to me it felt like the combat was a little bit more improved um but you actually had to strategize and stuff which is you know a big part of the difficulty of kingdom hearts is you actually have to have strategies to beat some of the bosses Mm -hmm. so yeah and you and you actually have to interact with the uh the cooking mini game which you don't really have to do in the base game um so but anyway let's um let's talk about like how we feel Mm -hmm. about the game let's just go on with the timeline um because all right so the prophecy is is that uh seven seven lights will face off against 13 darknesses and uh, as Xehanort is building his 13 darknesses, uh, the, the good guys are trying to find their seven lights. So basically, we got we got kind of three stories going on, though not really, um, because you only see some of them once or twice. But you got Sora, who's, you know, teaming up with Donald and Goofy, going through these Disney worlds, and he's trying to find this thing called the power of waking, so he can wake up the hearts that are, you know, asleep 
or whatever. And then you got Riku, who uh, has been tasked with going to the Realm of Darkness to try and find Aqua, and he's teamed up with Mickey to do that. Um, and the reason they chose uh, Riku to do that is because he's the most like resistant to darkness. Uh, and then you also have Kairi, uh, who's training to be a Keyblade wielder, along with Axel slash Lee. They're training. They're in like this like hyperbolic time chamber thing that Merlin set up. But like you only really, yeah, like you yeah. really only see them like once or twice in the game before the end. So, <sighs> but yeah, so <laughs> this is a new and improved organization 13. Um, some familiar faces. I will explain some of the new ones. So I have some blacked out because uh, spoilers, you know, we'll get there. But um, so you have some members from the old organization, like you got Xemnas, you got uh, Syax, you got Zigbar, Luxord, Lurxine, Marluxia. Uh, they're back. They all became nobodies again. You also got Vex and Endemics who come back, uh, but they're like benched because they're not good at fighting. Um, and then I think you say, was it time travel? They used time travel again mm-hmm. to get like young yep. Xehanort, Ansem uh the Riku replica and then Vanitas who's there he's back he's you know he's ready to cause some some mischief uh oh this isn't then... just the Riku replica this is like Riku when he was taken he was over evil? by Ansem. okay I thought he was like supposed to be based off the Riku replica well My they bad. used replica bodies for all of them yeah That's why they used, is that here. is true yeah you do find out that they used replica bodies for all of them but yeah this is kind of our new our new crew so these are our disney worlds in kingdom hearts 3 so cursed images cursed images (laughs) so (laughs) this this game has some of my like favorite like cursed moments you know what i mean (laughs) like Uh because it's ridiculous so we got hercules again this is probably the best version of the hercules world because it's really well made all these worlds are pretty well made uh you got toys, a world based off a of Toy Story. So you got Pixar finally, mm-hmm. um, and a fun, a fun fact about this world is so in 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 this game, Organization Thirteen, they kind of send a member to each world to kind of just mess around and like cause mischief, you know. So young Xehanort gets sent to the uh, the Toy Story world, and Woody like reads him for filth, like he just like roasts him so. Yeah bad like he's basically game, like nobody ever loved nobody's you. ever loved you before like woody what? absolutely like, deconstructs xehanort <laughs> to his basis level like it's and so it funny. Keeps going it's so funny he roasts the shit out of him uh but yeah there's a monster zinc world there's a tangled world we got frozen with our fully reanimated sequence of let it go frozen is uh, the worst world in kingdom it's hearts it's the worst world I'm in this not, game i'm not even gonna hear any arguments to the contrary it no, is a poorly designed world um, and then you got Big Hero 6, Pirates of the Caribbean, which is my favorite world in the game because it's basically like a little mini version of like Assassin's Creed Black Flag almost. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really fun. Um, and then you got you got Winnie the Pooh again. It's not really important. Uh, yes, but sir. yeah. Uh, so and also like this is really silly, but like Remy the Rat is also in this game. He's like a chef in Twilight Town. And you like make food with him. Hell yeah! He like pulls your hair like he does, <laughs> yeah. like in the yeah, movie. He pulls yeah, his hair. They call him you... Little Chef. Do they sing the Ratatouille musical from TikTok? No, they don't. No. The Rat of All My Dreams. Yeah. <laughs> um. So there are a couple of moments that are 
pretty fun, I guess. I'll I'll the first one I'll show you is so when you this is like the most plot relevant part of probably the Disney Worlds is ironically enough a trailer they show you at the beginning of the Toy Story world for a game, a video game in the Toy Story world. So we'll watch that real quick. Uh I don't I don't think Sergio's really gonna understand the importance of this though. He won't. He won't. But you know, we're gonna watch uh, this and then later we'll watch the secret ending. So uh let me secret. I know. Switch screen. Let's see. We're gonna watch now I will say Emma's not wrong. I think Kingdom Hearts 3 does have some of like the best moments just due to the sheer like what the fuckery of it all. Oh yeah. You know, but like yeah, it uh I just wish it wasn't packaged in in such a crude form. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find it. It all disappeared into a hole. It's a black void. Yeah, it's a void. Mm-hmm. Everything relating to Kingdom Hearts 3 is a void. Let's see. Let's get this. Okay, so I just see just a gray screen. Do you see it? I switched it. Okay, yeah, I see it now. There you go. Okay, this is like a minute long. So yeah, that's a that's a trailer that they show. Yeah. Is a- is Andy a big fan of Verm Rex? Uh, Rex is actually like the dinosaur. Oh, um. Okay. So, can you see the PowerPoint again? Yeah. Okay, I'll skip the Vanita scene. It's really funny. It's like Sully from Monsters Inc. Like eats don't Vanitas. S- don't skip it. Just <laughs> you want to watch it? You want to watch it? Okay, we'll watch it. Go for we'll it. Watch it. You can see you can see the crazy uh I hate the emo haircut on Sora. That's not Sora. Who is that? Uh that's a guy named Yozora. <laughs> In between Donald and Goofy? No, that's there's no Donald and Goofy there. Okay. No, he's okay. Ta- he's talking about in the PowerPoint. Oh, in the PowerPoint? PowerPoint? Sora yeah. has a oh. I guess. In the monster hey, hey, world, hair looks the same to me. I don't know. It's okay, this face. is this is a pretty short video. <laughs> Join your heart with mine. Need to look. <laughs> Let me go. 
I think they were trying to make sure he didn't come back. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he can just teleport, but that's yeah, fine. Yeah, he can teleport right back. But somebody joked, like, Vanitas ended up in the Himalayas, just like Mike and Sully. <laughs> uh, can you see the PowerPoint again? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah, those are some fun moments. Uh, but, um, yeah. Uh, cursed images. Yeah. Are we not gonna watch the uh, recreation of Let It Go, but they narrate over it? No. They don't narrate. Oh no, they they narrate over. Um, do you want to build a snowman? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They don't narrate over Let It Go. They're so just, Let It Go they're just is there just and they're in, like, in its entire ah! played. Yeah, they they recreated that entire sequence. What the hell? <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, Disney was all over this game. Like, micromanaging the shit out of it. Hmm. Um, uh, and then at the end, after she sings... So she also canonically sings it, too. Like, it's diegetic. Because mm -hmm. after she sings, Sora's like, what was that? Yeah, they're <laughs> like, Elsa? <laughs> Weird. Um, so anyway... Getting and back as I to mentioned, the... as I mentioned before to you earlier, I think they got the entire Frozen cast for this. Like, yeah, they did. No, all like... of the all of the movies, well, except for Toy Story, uh, some of the, like, I think Buzz and Woody are like good doubles. I think John uh, John Goodman. Came I don't think back it's John Goodman. This. I don't think it's John Goodman or Billy Crystal either. Is it? I thought it. I don't was. know. Um, I don't know. But like, well, okay, everyone from the Big Hero Six, definitely not. Um, definitely not. Yeah. But I know Tangled is, uh, Toy Story, they got most of the guys back, Hercules, uh, Big Hero 6, and Frozen. Tangled all... is with the exception of Mandy Moore. Mandy well, yeah, Moore with the exception not. of Mandy Moore, yeah. But Mandy Moore doesn't want to do this stuff anymore, so. They <laughs> um, got Zachary Levi to come back? Yep. Yeah? Yep, Zachary Levi. Shazam himself? Yes. Yeah, Shazam himself. Um, yeah. They, uh, yeah. All so, right, so getting back to the quote-unquote plot. Um, so, yeah, what? Uh, so the next thing that important happens is um, while the gang is trying to figure out how to bring some of these other guys back, Riku deduces that the organization is using, as we talked about, they're using replica bodies as hosts for their members from the past. Um, and these were created by... Vexen. That's why he's mm -hmm. still hanging around. That's why he was brought back. Yeah. Um, at, at this time as well, Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, goes to the Realm of Darkness and kidnaps Ansem the Wise, which is where he's been hanging out since he blew the fuck up blew at up the his. end of mm -hmm. uh, Kingdom Hearts 2. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, has Ansem the Wise. Um, Vexen then reveals himself as a double Traitor. agent mm -hmm. 
Um, actually, him and Demix are and, both. Well, uh, so he kind of corners Demix, and he's like, "I need you to do something because uh, you're not doing anything. So I want you to help me." And he he basically has Demix be his like errand boy, and like uh-huh. uses him as like his like errand boy to like basically what ends up happening is he ends up giving a replica body to the folks in uh well he brings back he he actually brings him uh both ansem and a replica body right yeah 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 so he brings ansem back and ansem is reunited with all of his apprentices um and he's like i'm really sorry that happened guys mm-hmm. uh my and bad then he also drops and yeah, my bad he also drops off like a, a replica body uh because um sora is actually trying to find a way to bring roxas back uh yeah so I think that's who they were like in my, had in mind because Roxas mm-hmm. didn't have a body. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so meanwhile, in the realm of darkness, uh, Riku and Mickey are they're searching for Aqua, right? And they finally find her, but uh oh, she's been norded. But not for long because Sora shows up. Yeah, Sora. So after going through. All of the Disney worlds. So, like, about, what, 30 hours into the game? 25 hours into the game? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Sora goes through all of the Disney worlds and then go, co- comes back to Destiny Islands, mm-hmm. gets uh, the uh, Master Ericus's Keyblade, and then, yeah, f- just stumbles into the Realm of Darkness mm-hmm. um, as Aqua is about to beat the shit out of Riku and then proceeds to beat the shit out of Aqua. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and this magically returns Aqua to her true self. Yay! So Aqua's back. Yep. So now <laughs> they bring Aqua back, and they bring her. They bring her back to the realm of light. And after that, they're like, she's like, I gotta go find Ven. And everyone's like, Where's Ven? And then, uh, yeah, you know, they she brings them to Castle Oblivion. Nobody remembers Castle Oblivion. Um, like Sora, Donald, and Goofy don't. Uh. And she, like, undoes the spell she put on it and turns it back into the land of departure. They go upstairs. They find Ventus's comatose body. But, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Venetus attacks. And then here you do a little fight with Aqua versus him. He eventually fucks off. And then, uh... <laughs> the best part of the game... Sora realizes that he had the power of waking within him all along. Um... And he's like, well, I guess the real power of waking was the friends we made along the way. And he brings Ventus back. <laughs> I really hate this game. He he un he unlocks. He br- puts his heart back into him, and he's like, "Good morning, Aqua." He's, he looks so happy. Um. So. Yay! So we got most everybody back now. Yeah. So they have seven people with keyblades now. So they're like, you know, well, I guess we will go take down Xehanort now, uh, because we know he's ready. So the like the day before that battle or whatever, uh, Mm -hmm. everyone kind of goes home to like have like a last moment or whatever. So. Uh, Axel goes to Twilight Town where him and Roxas and Shion used to hang out. Uh, and he's actually approached by Syax, who's like, hey, do you remember our third friend when we were kids? And he's like, what? He was like, yeah, we had a third friend. You forgot about her. We all forgot about her. So and this kind of starts a plot 
that they haven't really expanded on yet. Um, they basically had a third friend when they were kids, and they like she's nicknamed in the like uh, in game journals as like Subject X, but that's basically just like an ongoing mystery within the plot now is who that person was i guess they realized it was kind of weird that axel only had friends who were children so yeah but anyway sora riku and kairi they all go home and uh sora and uh, kairi share a paupufru which is like a cultural like significance of like they're bonded together forever or whatever basically they're married yeah, and then uh, and then Riku is like third wielded to hell because this dude starts talking with a like a like a he starts talking to like the, the the dark embodiment of himself. Well, it's the it's supposed to be the replica. I, yeah, I it's supposed to be yeah, like it's the, supposed to the be Riku the Riku replica, replica that's like and, in his heart, I yeah, guess. Like really weird. Riku you know, has a very. <laughs> Riku is inside himself. Yeah, Riku. Poor Riku. Third wielded. He just... I don't know. Anyway, final battle time. So everyone goes to the Keyblade graveyard. But who stops them, Drew? Who attacks them? Terra! Ah, Terra. <laughs> um, and he, uh... He kills them all. He obliterates them all. He obliterates them. Every single one of them just gets they get killed. Yeah. They, yeah, they get murked. Like, um, how this happens, uh, nobody knows. But uh, yeah, he kills like every single one of them. So, <laughs> Sora goes to heaven. It's actually, I think, I think the final world is more like purgatory. Yeah. It's it's like the, the it's like the final staging ground before mm-hmm. you go to Kingdom Hearts Heaven. Yeah. So I didn't realize this was fan art in the right hand left hand corner, but you know, it's the aesthetic that matters. So he goes mm-hmm. to that place that's in all the anime openings, um, and there he has to put himself back together. Um. And sorry. Yeah, so he puts himself together, and when he's there, he talks to a couple different people. He talks to this Chirithi down here. Um, the Chirithi is just like, you gotta, you gotta put yourself back together, Sora. You know, something like that. <sighs> and then he also talks to like, there's also these spirits inside the final world that are like disembodied spirits. And he talks to two in particular. One of them is actually Nomine. Um, and he's like, oh God, I didn't realize you were here, Nomine. I'm gonna have to find a way to get you back. And then uh, the other one is a mysterious girl who is this mysterious star right here. And she's like, um, yeah, if you see my friend, out there uh my friend he kind of got messed up but if you see him um can you help him out and she she tells him his name though we don't know what it is but Sora seems to know who she's talking about uh and that's kind of one of our ongoing mysteries too is who is that girl uh there's theories but well so Sora manages to put himself back together and so they get a second chance after this. He uses the yeah. power of waking to save each and every one of his friends. And go uh, back in time. And they go back in time and redo that 
that thing. And this time, Drew, what happens? So this time, Tara's lingering Will, that's still been hanging out in the Keyblade graveyard all this time, shows up because Namine went out and found him. So oh, yeah, Tara, Tara fights that's with a, himself. That's a factoid they revealed at a concert. What? <laughs> yeah. And they. Yeah. Also, Yen Sid shows up and does some magic. Yeah. There's also a pretty cool thing where, like, the spirits of the Keyblade wielders in the Keyblade graveyard, like, use the Keyblades to, like, fight a big ball of Heartless. Yeah, that's pretty cool, too. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. So now, we got fights on fights on fights on fights. Are you ready to fight 13 bosses? Because I am. You so fight all you 13? You fight all of them right yeah. here. You it's fight all of every the fan battles that everybody's built up in their heads yep. that everybody wanted to see. Like So, off the bat, I'll just get rid of these three because they go down really quick, really easily. Uh, there's no there's no real story significance to them yet. There might be in the future. They say some cryptic stuff. Luxord gives Sora a card before he dies. Say, yeah, he gives him um, a card. Which, it's like a trap card, right? But no one really knows the significance of that yet. Yeah, um, he just says to Sora, like, you'll know when to use it. Like, mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> Do you and really think Sora of, will know? It's also kind of implied that all of these people that are, like, people that he kills will just come back. They'll come back again as regular people. So it's no harm, no foul with them. So next fight is... I put Riku replica, but it's, like, it's the evil Riku. And yeah. Yeah, do you want to talk about what happens here? So... <laughs> Riku faces off against his emo phase. So, yeah, Riku fights yeah. himself. And then the self inside his self comes out of his self to go over and possess his other self. Do you feel mm -hmm. me? Mm -hmm. He okay. kind of, like, takes the dark Riku out of the shell it's occupying and leaves behind a replica body. Yeah. Um... And, yeah. I think and the more important fight here is Zigbar. Yeah, because Zigbar, yeah, when you beat Zigbar, like, uh, he kind of starts talking about, like, Keyblades and stuff. And Sora's like, yeah, you'd never have a Keyblade because you're a piece of shit. <laughs> and Zigbar's like, yeah, wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't that be funny? And then he doesn't die here. He, uh, he just, he, he fucks off. Well, he, he, yeah, he fades away. He fades away. Well, he, yeah, it's implied, though, he doesn't really go away like the others do. Like, he, he just kind of no, gets he away. No, still, he still, oh, he does? I yeah. thought, or no, he, like, fall. he, he doesn't, he, like, teleport. Oh, to, like, yeah, he goes to the top yeah. of the wall and then falls mm -hmm. back over. Yeah, he falls yeah. back. So, that's why I said he gets away. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it looks like he's dead, for all intents yeah. and purposes. Yeah, you think he's dead. But anyway, yeah, they leave behind, uh an empty replica body that Riku tells the Riku replica to take, but he's like, no, there's someone else who needs it. So they both die. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. I tried to find a picture. So in this game, you, you get a phone and you can like take selfies and you can take selfies with the dead body. <laughs> um, I tried to find one of those, but Wait, so if the dark Riku dies here, then how can Riku still exist? How could Terra exist? How could any of those people ex like? It's really can. It doesn't make sense. This game doesn't make sense. You could okay. So I'm Don't just gonna assume. I'm just going to assume that it's alternate timelines 
So Riku stopped existing in an alternate timeline, if that makes sense. Oh, man, I want to explore that timeline. <laughs> Where there's no Riku? Or yeah. the one that Terra never goes back to? Because, like, then, then Sora would just become a new member of Organization 13. Yeah, that would be a bit. Because Riku, Riku, I don't know if you've realized this, Sergio, but Riku's, like, the most important character. <laughs> yeah, Riku is the only, like, really competent person. Yeah. I would say he's had he's had the growth. Yeah, uh, he's just a sexy guy. He's just a sexy guy. Anyway, so this is our next fight, which is the birth by sleep fight, which is Sora, Vin, and Aqua versus Terra Nort and Vanitas. Yep. And uh, there is this scene where you try to, or like I guess Ventus is trying to be like, well, both Ventus and Sora are kind of like why are you doing this to Vanitas? Like, you know, you don't have to be a bad guy. And then his, like, his, like, face thing breaks, and you see that he looks like Sora, and Sora's like, oh, you look just like me. Uh, and then he, he's like, ah, I'm a bad guy. Yeah, he's basically, like, his whole thing, they're like, you could, you could turn to the light, and he's like, but I'm darkness. And mm-hmm. they're like, but light. And he's like, but darkness. And then Vanitas so, is like, okay. Yeah. He's like, whatever, man. And so Vanitas <laughs> dies, fades away. It's, but, it's really dumb. Uh, Terra Nort, on the other hand, um, that's a little different story. Uh, <laughs> um, he manages to, like... <sighs> we, so could do TL- out- we could do TLDR, or we could just uh, explain it. I don't know. So it turns out that Terra's lingering will moved into Terra Nort's guardian... And then that lingering will okay. comes back into Terra's body. Do you remember? Do you remember how uh, Ansem Seeker of Darkness had that like weird heartless thing on his back? Okay, well that's supposed to be Terra's heartless. I think. I think that's the point they were trying to make with that. Anyway, yeah. doesn't really matter. They fix them. They get Terra back. They have their little reunion. The family is back together. Cute. Uh, Cute, 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 and is so, this still okay? Wait, is this still the main game or is this the DLC? This is the main game still. Jeez, so you so do thirteen anyway. boss fights and then you yeah. get to this. Yeah, you do three at a time basically. Okay, and there's no break in between. It's just like bam, there bam, are, bam. There's a break. There's a break. There's like a little maze area that's not really hard. It's just quote unquote maze. Maze, and you can like save. You can buy. You can yeah. refill your whatever. Sorry, uh, as we were talking, they just voted to acquit Donald Trump. I know, I saw. Rip. <laughs> yeah, the true heartless. The true heartless. Anyway, I added a little animation for this fight. I'm ready. This this doesn't this isn't the order things happen, but this is the gist of what happens here. So Zemnus is like. <laughs> <laughs> And then he fucks off with Kyrie, <laughs> like he beats up Axel and then just goes away with Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so the fight here is Syax and the unknown thirteenth member of the organization, who strangely enough wields a kingdom key. Who could it be? Who could it be? Oh, it's Shion. They brought her back. They so it's, it turns her? out it what people remembered so, her. Not yet. So what happens is, is that, like, uh, I think Sora kind of realizes who she is based mm-hmm. off of, like, his his heart or whatever. He's like, you know who you're supposed to be. And then, because um, she's wearing her, her hood or whatever, because 
Uh-huh. If you remember, Shion didn't really have a face before, like, she became friends with Roxas. So it's implied that mm. she's still... And, and she wasn't brought back with time travel. I literally think that they just rebuilt her, basically, like, the same way they did before. Because um, if you read the, like, uh, journals or whatever, um, it's kind of implied here that, like... Sp- spoiler alert Syax was also kind of a double agent here this whole time too he was like trying to get her to like he felt bad so he was like trying to get her to come back to normal too but it wasn't really working until Sora showed up so anyway uh Sora gets through the Shion and her hood falls off and then that's when that's when Axel in the background remembers her and then uh stuff like that so they're getting ready to take on Syax but then, <laughs> from the sky, <laughs> falls from the sky. Well, well, I well this, so this is what, this is, okay, so Zemnis is about to kill Axel. Yes. And then true. Roxas shows up. So Zemnis didn't fuck off yet. from the sky. Yeah. Uh, it's implied, so if you play the DLC, um, because in the DLC, it's revealed that Sora was there was technically two Soras here during this time um like so after the the end of the game Sora goes back in time to aid in this whole process and so he does something here that allows Sora Roxas's heart to come out of Sora transfer to Roxas and then allow Roxas to come here because in the base game I mean even with the explanation it's really silly but he's back he's pissed he's ready to kill someone so this isn't even a fight <laughs> they they murder Syax and then is that, uh, is that Bean just yelling in the background yeah I'm gonna let her in one second <laughs> So, Drew. Mm-hmm. The people of the podcast can see the bean. Ooh. If you had to pick a game, which game would you pick? She is being. She's being so loud. Like, that's my favorite? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you just said, which one would you pick? And I'm like, based on. Based on um, I go back and forth between one and two a lot because I feel like one I have much more attachment to because obviously I grew up with it. I mean, I grew up with two as well, but like I feel like one I I, I have a little bit more nostalgia for. It, but I think as far as like a game that's more like tight and uh, like I think I think two. Probably like right now, because like the gameplay of two is just so good, and also there's mm-hmm. just a lot to do, and um, yeah. it has some. It has the best Disney worlds, I think, mm-hmm. in the entire series. Um, like as a whole, like mm-hmm. I don't think there's really a bad Disney world in two, um, at least for me personally. But um, yeah, I think I'd go two. Yeah, yeah, All I right. think two has the most replay value. We're over two hours, so that's... We are almost done. Well, okay, okay stop asking questions about which is my favorite yeah. game then, so we can... I will, I will ask you any question I want to ask you. Okay, 
So, uh, yeah, so it's not a fight. They kill Syax, and then Axel's like, I'm sorry, man, and he fades away in his arms, and then... I'm sorry, uh, little one. <laughs> so, and then, uh, and then the, you know, Axel reunites with his kids, and they all have a good time. They all remember each other now, and... Yeah. So, the next thing that happens is, uh, so, so everyone's... Wait. Yeah, so everyone's gone except for the Xehanorts. Only the Xehanorts remain. So, uh, and I think this is where, this is where, uh, they, they, they go to take on the Xehanorts, and then, uh, Master Xehanort is like, I, and like Sora wants to go rescue Kyrie, right, too. And this is where Xehanort, like, Master Xehanort decides that, um, Sora needs motivation. So they do arguably one of the stupidest things that they could have done. <laughs> but uh oh. They kill Kyrie. Oh, okay. <laughs> they, oh damn. Yeah, they kill Kyrie. Uh he kills her. He just this is, she This is not Hayden Panettiere. No, this is not. Uh, she is voiced by Allison Stoner now. Uh from uh Camp Rock. This is not only representative of killing Kyrie's character, but also her character development. Yeah. Because so literally, Kyrie dies in her first fight. <laughs> Twice, technically. <laughs> like, it's so bad. Anyway, they kill Kyrie. Uh, she shatters into a million pieces. Um, and then does, Mi- does Mickey say, you'll pay for this? No. Sora, Sora starts, like, crying and is like, I want to kill you, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So... They fight. Uh, they fight the three other Xehanorts first, so they're all gone now. Um, and so all that's left is Big Man Xehanort, who I think this is where he manages to open Kingdom Hearts, right? So yeah, he begins. Um, he begins the process. So like at this point, the Keyblade is completed, right? Like Xehanort actually is holding the Keyblade. The, the- the keyblade. The, yeah, the the dual-handed big monstrosity mm-hmm. uh, from like Birth by Sleep. Yeah, yeah, he's he's actually holding it again. So he's as close as he's ever been to his goal for a second time. And mm-hmm. then he gets trapped in the past by all of the other keyblade wielders um, at this place called Scala Al Al Kylum, which uh, which is Scala, which yeah, is which where, is yeah. A bunch of Keyblade wielders trained in Including the past, him. specifically Xehanort and Ericus. Mm-hmm. They both trained. And uh, f- we don't know this for a fact yet, but if you go, there's like water here, and if you go underwater, it looks like the remnants of Daybreak Town from Kingdom Hearts Key are underneath this. So that is definitely a uh, interesting tidbit here. Yeah. But- no one's here. There's like no one here except for I guess Xehanort now. Yeah. So. Well, this is this is technically a uh, a memory. If, yeah. As, it's it's technically based off of Xehanort's memories of the place. <laughs> so Sora, Donald, and Goofy go inside, and they end up fighting a bunch of different ver. Well, they fight a bunch of different versions of the organization, um, and then they fight Papa Xehanort, mm-hmm. and. Um, Xehanort's like, I have the Keyblade, um, you know, he does his evil thing, and he actually ends up, uh, like, him and Sora end up in, uh, like, one of those Dragon Ball Z-esque, uh, like, blast battles, you know, where you have, like, the 
the energy mm-hmm. like battling against each other and Xehanort actually ends up winning that initially and then Sora comes back and manages to repel it and finally beat Xehanort. Yeah. Um, Xehanort is like standing there like looking pretty weakened obviously because he just got his ass handed to him by a 15 year old or a 16 year old mm-hmm. and a dog and a duck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, and a bunch of the other uh, characters uh, show up at this point mm-hmm. including uh, Terra. And the reason this is important is that uh, part of Ericus's spirit has been residing inside Terra. And this, for and some reason. For some reason. And Ericus comes out and is like trying to convince Xehanort to like lay down his weapon to give up. And, uh, you know, it, it's over basically. And Xehanort finally relents. And the two of them, I, yeah, I guess Xehanort was dead, you know, in the five seconds after Sora's fight. Because, yeah, he, he's able to go to Kingdom Hearts Heaven with Ericus, you know, yeah. so. Um, so yeah, so they they fuck off, um, yeah. but um, the problem is still, Kyrie's still fucking dead, right? Because Xehanort, yep. yeah, chop, chopped her up. Uh, so Sora goes again. He uses the power of waking again, but this time he's uh, he, I don't remember who exactly warns him. Mickey, but I think. he's warned. Yeah, I think Mickey probably tells him uh, that because he's been using the power of waking so much, um, it's going to have dire consequences for him so he but he doesn't care because he's gonna do anything he he can for Kyrie. yeah Mm -hmm. so he uses power waking again to go get Kyrie. um and then you get the ending this little this little ending sequence where you see like everyone after the game basically everybody's hanging out having a good time they bring back nominee nominee gets brought back yeah Uh, she gets her own replica body yeah Uh, Um, they're all having a big party yep uh, they all have ice cream again, and then they they have a party on the Destiny Islands, mm-hmm. and then and, they see in the distance they see these two. Yeah, Sora and Kyrie are hanging out, and then Sora fades away. Or Luke Skywalker's away. So the constant misuse of the power of waking has led to his body essentially degrading to nothing. Um, he can no That's longer right. stay in the realm of light. So that's where the main game ends. Mm-hmm. And then we have a bunch of different endings, right? Yeah, okay, I got the first secret ending right here. So Zigbar actually survived the battle, kind of like, I mean, we already told you, basically. Yeah. But that's not all. He reveals that he is actually Lushu, the guy that took the black box and the Master of Masters Keyblade uh, yep. and just headed off, you know? Yep. And he summons. It's implied. It's implied by this. So, so if you haven't caught on yet, the Lushu's Keyblade that he got from the Master is Xehanort's Keyblade, like his main Keyblade that he was using. So it's implied at some point Lushu gave it to him, and then, uh, and then he got it back. Now that Xehanort's dead. So yeah. So Lushu slash Zigbar um, summons four of the five foretellers to his side, and they're basically going to be planning how to. It's implied that these are going to be the main antagonists for the rest of the for the next part of the series. Um, they're planning something. Uh, Maleficent and Pete are also here, and they're able to observe this kind of meeting. Um, because yeah, because Maleficent and Pete are like really not important in this game, but they are looking for the black box. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and then this leads into uh, Remind. So what happens in Remind is... Um, well, 
I want to show the secret ending first. Can I show the secret ending first? Uh, okay, yeah, show the yeah, secret Yeah, so ending. this is this is the secret ending, and this is also... Um, so this is what... Because I feel like it's important to watch this before you go into Remind. Okay, so let me let me make it happen. Okay, you guys see it? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's like a post credit scene. Tokyo? Reconnect so, yeah. Kingdom Hearts. Well, that's kind of so. That's kind of the thing that they do in every game. Uh, like at the end of every game, they have that slogan. So, so. is the next game? Are they going to like, like be in our world? So, people have been trying to decode that for years, and we'll go a little bit more in depth into for that. Years? Since this game came out, yeah. So yeah, oh, as yeah, you as you called, years. you called that is in fact Tokyo, um, but specifically, it's the version of, of Shibuya that is in the world ends with you because that building that has the one hundred four, the one hundred four is only a thing in the world ends with you. It's either Shibuya or Shinjuku. Uh, I'm sorry, I forget which part. I think Shib it's Shibuya. Yeah. Shibu yeah, Shibuya. So yeah. That, a lot of people think there's going to be a connection with that um, because that <sighs> game takes place in Tokyo and then that's a specific thing for that game. Um, and then also there are some uh, references to a you know, obviously that Yuzora guy was there too from that uh, Viram Rex trailer earlier. So on top of uh, what looks like the Tokyo government building. <laughs> so yeah, some weird, some weird stuff. So let's get into Remind. So again, uh, again, canonically speaking, speaking, George Bush, George Bush. 
Well, we'll get there. We'll get there because we'll, we we do know a little bit about this world so far. But anyway, remind DLC. So really remind does quick. take place in Tokyo. No. No. Okay. No. So the Remind DLC is mostly a re it half of it's a retelling of the ending of the game, like Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh you get to play as some of the other characters during those fights with the organization members. And then there's some uh some Sora and Kyrie basically do some time travel shenanigans. He he saves Kyrie, does some time travel shenanigans to kind of help some people out. Like he helps bring Roxas back. Um stuff like that. And then uh he fades away. Uh, and then uh, the second half is you actually play as Riku and you meet up with, well, you play as Riku, but you meet up with the uh, Final Fantasy crew from Radiant Garden and they uh, basically have you do these things called data battles, which is like a boss rush that they introduced in Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix where you could fight every single member of the organization. Um, and they're really hard. Um, so you do that again. They're also they're they're with the new members, and it's really hard again. But then after that, you get this little bit where Sora actually finds Yozura in this like weird night-looking version of the final world, um, and then you do a boss battle with him that is again really hard. And uh, if you lose, you turn to ice, right? Uh, yeah, he's frozen. He's frozen, and then if you win, you get this strange uh cutscene where like like what's happened what happens if you win you he just kind of goes back to yeah he just fades away yeah but there's a really cryptic end trailer or end in sequence that i won't get too much in depth but there are uh also he's voiced by dylan sprouse <laughs> <laughs> but okay but he's like good like you have no idea. Like people were shook, man, because yeah, he, he he does a really good job. Mm -hmm. He does not sound like Dylan Sprouse. So that leads us into the last game so far chronologically, which is Melody of Memory, which just came out in last year on the PS4 and Switch, uh, which is a Kyrie game, kind of. Mm. You want to talk about it, Drew? Uh, sure. Um, so since Sora disappeared, everybody's been trying to figure out, like, what happened to him. And they're trying to do a couple of experiments, um, regarding the heart, um, because that's Ansem the Wise's forte. And Kyrie volunteers actually to be part of one of these experiments. Um, and they're basically, they're going to go back through her memories um to try and see if there's um any clue as to what may have happened you know um nothing really happens for the main part of the game because so the this game again is a rhythm game so it's mostly just you're yeah. playing through songs from the series history so when you say um, rhythm do you mean like kind of like guitar hero yeah kind of yeah but like you just use the controller you don't like mm. There's no, like, mm -hmm. peripheral with this. Mm -hmm. um, so you go through most of the game without too much story, and then um, towards the end, you start uh, you start kind of figuring out the important stuff. So once Kyrie gets to the end of the dreamlike state, essentially, um, she's actually confronted by Xehanort, um, and he reminds her 
that he was the one who originally sent her away from Radiant Garden and how she ended up on Destiny Islands because he put her in this thing. I think they call it the Ark. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically his plan was to send her to a location um, that would contain a Keyblade wielder. Um, and this would help Xehanort further his goals, right? Um, he also mentions a world on the other side, um, which Ansem infers means a world on the other side of reality. Um, so they're kind of puzzled by all of this. Um, and Riku and Kyrie go to the final world. Um, and it's actually kind of funny. They get here um, through the fairy godmother. <laughs> um, like from Sleeping Beauty? Like Cinderella. from Cinderella. Yeah. Cinderella. Like, She's kind of been around just as a... Bippity-boppity-boop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she takes them to the final world, and they get to speak to the spirit of a girl from that other reality. Um, and they discover that its name is Quadratum. Um... And this girl is also the one that um, Sora spoke to in mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, and she's a friend of Yazora's. Um, so Riku, uh, so a portal opens to this new world. Um, Riku goes ahead and enters the portal uh, to begin his search for Sora. Kyrie stays behind to continue her Keyblade training, and she actually selects uh, Aqua to be her master. Um... Also, Mickey goes to Scala Ad Kylum to start uh, learning more about the history of the ancient Keyblade Masters um, and if they could possibly be connected to this other reality. Mm-hmm. So um, Melody of Memory basically starts to set up a lot of plot threads that will hopefully be untangled in what we're going to assume is Kingdom Hearts 4, but it may not be Kingdom Hearts yeah. 4. Um, so, we're not sure. But that brings speak- us to the... So yeah, so I just made some quick a quick a quick rundown of questions that are still lingering at this point in the series, which is who is the star? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> the the strange connection between Yazora, like who is he? And um what's his connection with Noctis from Final Fantasy Fifteen? Because um there's it's highly implied that Nomura is trying to like uh to make a long story short, Nomura was the original director of Final Fantasy fifteen back when it was known as Versus thirteen. He got mm-hmm. removed from that project and they changed a lot of his stories elements. So a lot of people think that he is trying to implement those elements here. Uh the secret ending of the Remind DLC is a shot for shot remake of a Versus thirteen trailer. So and most people think that the star, we know she's a friend of Yazora's. Um, in the original version of Versus 13, there was a character named Stella who was removed and replaced with Luna. So a lot of people think that might be her because Stella, star. Ooh. Uh, next thing, who is the master of masters? What's his plan? What's in the box? Nobody knows. Queen and then, um, yeah, so... Uh, and then next is just the relevance of Union Cross. It's ending. What's going on here? Um, there's probably time travel about, but whatever. And then what's going on with Sora? Where is he? Where's the boy? So that's it. <laughs> Sweet. So all that will be answered in Kingdom Hearts 4, right? Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. 
we don't know what the next game is going to be. So. Um, Kingdom Hearts. Well, it's going to be a prequel that takes place in between one and two. I really hope there's no more prequels. <laughs> and it's going to all like take so. place in Hercules land. So there's already a prequel that's like going on in like the Union Cross universe where it's uh it's about Xehanort and Ericus as teens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's called Dark Road. That's currently ongoing, but nothing's happened yet. That's really uh like important yeah. to the plot yet. So well, I saw that they just released all the games on PC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like full price. <laughs> mm-hmm. So fifty bucks a game. Some of them are sixty. For- each one, really? Yeah, yeah. You can't buy the you can't buy the one point five. It 2. is. It's 5. it's one point five and two point five and. Oh wait, that's not that's not the worst. <laughs> if it was like each game was like, uh-huh. I would be. But it's a lot of it's a lot of games. You will spend many hours on them. So. Yeah, I mean, we spent almost six hours just talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So All any right. closing? Oh. Closing thoughts, Drew? Uh, nope. This timeline is fucked. <laughs> All what future your, games are what fucked. Was your, what was your opinion, Sergio? Uh, I'll probably never play them. <laughs> I feel like it's uh, like at this point, I can't just jump into three and go from there. No, and that is a big problem with the franchise is that um, it's very inaccessible for newcomers. Yeah, and the only way to play it would be to go back from before one. Well, I mean, you could you can pick up the uh, the complete edition mm-hmm. on I think that's on Xbox One too. Yeah, you, like you yeah. can you can pick up the complete series for like I think it's like eighty bucks or something like that, and mm-hmm. play play through them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, with the exception of three fifty eight over two days or three fifty eight days over two mm-hmm. and recoded, those are just movies. But the rest yeah. of them. Play. Yeah. Wait. So they turn them into movies and in the. Yeah, they turn them into like a like, kind of like a. Probably we talked about this last time. Yeah, yeah, it's like a cutscene compilation. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So. Well, that was fun. I think. Um, I definitely won't play these games. <laughs> uh, to me, I don't know. They're just too bizarre, and then they're so convoluted, and like everything has like fifty hours of backstory to it. That's fair. I feel like, like at a certain point, like if I wasn't along for the ride at the beginning, then I can't get along for the ride now. <laughs> I mean, but we just explained to you the whole story. That's fair. <laughs> oh, I'm lost. I still don't even know, like. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Well, is that it? All right. Um, <laughs> yep, that's it. Um, all right. So I hope you guys enjoyed this contra. Receptive, I don't know. Not contraceptive. What's the word I'm looking for? Comprehensive. Contraceptive, like, for reproduction? Yes, yes. <laughs> We're going to reproduce Kingdom Hearts in its entirety. Hey, um, if you guys want to get laid, what you need to do is sit the girl down and then explain the entire <laughs> lore of Kingdom Hearts to her. And, yeah. Um, yeah, check us out on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, um... Come over, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Um, yeah, and uh, if you wanna, if you wanna hear more uh, stuff like this in the future, uh, just let us know, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Bye.